Hello everyone and welcome to episode 49 of Game Time with Manny. As usual, I am here with Matt and we are going to talk about all the fun news of, that we thought of in the past two weeks. Uh, some of it's not fun. Some of it is very not fun. Uh, unless you like watching things burn to the ground from the outside. Uh, so just the biggest one probably for us and yes. most people was that... Even though people did the calculus on uh, Goichi Masuda's image of Weedle for Pokemon, it was not actually fully correct because they assumed it was going to mean it meant that Pokemon was going to be shown on the 26th of February, but it was shown on the 27th. Ooh. And they thought it was going to be King and Queen, but as we now know, it is Sword and Shield. And Gun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Did you uh, see that that news outlet? Thought yeah, it was, it was a, real. It was a Brazilian news outlet that thought that Pokemon Gun was real, but no, it is just as usual. It is two versions: Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, this is in theory, even though Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu came out uh, on the Switch already. This is the first full-fledged, like brand new Pokemon release on the Switch. It will be the next generation, which is the eighth generation of Pokemon. Um, so I didn't believe the Weedle image at all. I thought people were right, out of their right. fucking minds, and they were, because people go crazy for Pokemon. Yes. But then the countdown of the regions on the Pokemon Twitter to lead countdown to Pokemon Day, I was like, okay, mm -hmm. if this keeps going, the last one would be a new region. Uh, and that, that was the case. It, it yeah, was yeah. on the, on the last day when they showed Alola, they said, hey, tune in tomorrow. Uh, 9 a.m. for a seven-minute Nintendo Direct. Or they said, like... Oh, the f it was something where it was like, you know it's seven minutes, but not eight minutes. They always say, it's oh. just like, oh, it's a little more than seven <laughs> minutes. And it's like, what the fuck does right. that mean? Uh, so the last time... We just talked about this a little before the podcast, but the last time they announced a Pokemon game was Sun and Moon. Yep. They showed about six, seven minutes of old Pokemon games in a montage, and then we're like, yeah, the new Pokemon games are Sun and Moon. These are their logos. Right. And then the stream ended, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I mean, it's cool to know that games are coming out, but you want to see anything? Yeah. I mean, it, it reminds me of, like, Rage 2 when that was announced, and it was just, like, that weird... <laughs> Where it was just an announcement trailer, and then they're like, "Tune in tomorrow for the gameplay." For the gameplay, and you're like, "Why wouldn't you just fucking yeah, show yeah. it all now?" Yeah. Uh, but this time, I think I think the Game Freak did well on this. They yes, it was seven minutes. Uh, people assumed because in the announcement like image they put out on Twitter, there were three Pokeballs. They were going to show the starters. They did do that. Uh, I mean, saying their names means nothing. And so there was yeah. Grugi, who was the grass starter, Score Bunny, which is the fire one, Sobble, which is the water one. Yes. And this is the shit that always gets me, man, is be like, like the Weedle calculus on the image, people analyze fucking Pokemon trailers like <laughs> there is, like, there is something to find right there's not no no like no. there's nothing people go frame by frame through this shit like i people are talking about like oh well i think the final evolution of grookey is gonna be grass rock because there's a rock near him in this one frame event and you're like what the fuck just let it be let well, it be my favorite is in the trailer it was score bunny and then he like lit the grass on fire yes and then sobble like 
peed on it. Peed on it, <laughs> and then the, the and then uh, then Grookey like walked over it, and it like regenerated the grass. And people were like, "Oh my god, this is all going to be about regeneration." Oh. So that's the kind of shit yeah. that no, like I get that people get hype about trailers and yes. especially new Pokemon information, oh, but yeah, it was yeah. like, dude, we gotta take it down several notches. I have very few opinions on the uh, the three because I don't know what oh, they're. F- I I always pick the fire starter fire. regardless, but also anthropomorphic rabbits are my jam. So mm-hmm. the fact that Score Bunny the fire one is a rabbit, mm-hmm. I'm all the way on board. I need to see the final forms before I make any. Decisions. Oh, I don't. I. You're gonna just go. I fire, just gotta go yeah. fire regardless every time, even if they suck, like Delphox. Right. Uh, but yeah, I. It looks cool. I, yeah. I think it looks really good. Also, like the the region is based on the UK. Uh, yes. And it just I don't know. As soon mm. as I saw it, I was like, oh damn, that's the UK, and yeah. that, it looks cool. I think it looks. Each area looks diverse of the map. They show like a, a zoomed out view of the whole map, which is very vertical. It is, and people used that to be like, oh, well, this is the most linear Pokemon game there's ever been. And it's like, cool, cool, making assumptions like that before we even have any idea what the fuck anything is. Um, have they played any Pokemon before? Any, uh, yeah, ever? I know, they're all fucking, they're all mostly linear. You choose a route and you go. Right, I mean... I, I don't know. That's one of the things that annoys me about, especially Nintendo announcements, is people just go, like, other than deeply analyzing them for just stupid stuff, yes. they automatically make assumptions about the gameplay from gameplay that very clearly is labeled in the fucking trailer, not final mm-hmm. whatever. So people talking about the graphics, the way the textures look, how it's going right. to be linear, what the battles are like. Like, people did that with Fire Emblem Three Houses when they mm-hmm. showed the initial... initial footage with like 30 seconds and they were like well this art sucks mm-hmm. it's like you didn't even fucking see anything about this game and we're already like worst game ever made mm. so yeah people get really negative about stuff right. like that too it's just weird strange mm. Man, my guess is <coughs> that the random encounter also i'd like to just mention that i'm coming out of a cold yeah so that's why i keep coughing and i might sound a little stuffed but I do think we're gonna go back to random encounters just because they were showing like people yeah, it, it walking through, way. and then they did show like battling Pokemon, and I kind of assumed that they might be wild. I kind of made that note, and I was like, you may have it may go back to fighting a Pokemon. Oh, d- I, as well, almost so. certainly. So uh, those were those were basically the two assumptions that I made, which I think they're very fair. Well, that that one is yeah, yeah. and I also the all those Pokemon they showed the old ones in battle will. Yes be pokemon that are in that region otherwise why the fuck would they have rendered them in there yeah, yeah. so i mean like if anyone i i don't know people who cared about this probably watched it there was like a tyranitar pikachu uh fucking who who personally i don't care about the old pokemon i want to see what i do because are. i believe firmly that they will do the alola thing again um, and most of those Pokemon oh. that they showed were Gen 2 Pokemon. That'll be interesting. So if they're going to keep it up, then if they're going to make new versions of the Gen 2 Pokemon, that would make sense. But, I mean, Lucario's in there. Like, uh, other right, uh, right. other Pokemon other than Gen 2 were in there. It's just it was a majority of Gen 2 Pokemon. Right. So that's why I was like, oh, that'd be cool if that was the case. Mm-hmm. One of the things that bugs me about each new Pokemon game that we, we've talked about this before is how they always remove the cool new features from the previous one. Right. I hope that Z-Moves return. Because I feel like that had some weird untapped potential that they could have gone deeper with. I also hope that they continue. I mean, they still support the old stuff. So, like, they added the Megas again, but, like, there were no new Megas in Sun and Moon. I would like to see stuff like that return. I just wonder how much 
they're willing to do that stuff, especially now that they're working on a new platform for the first time. Which, I mean, like, it looks gra- artistically very similar to the 3DS versions. It does, and that's I'm okay with that. My hope is that it'll, mechanically, it will run better, because... Oh, I mean, it has to. It Game Freak has never been known for being good with the te- technology technological aspects no i mean like the 3ds games were trash with that stuff like they they could not handle the frame rate so what i think is crazy is game freak a first party nintendo developer always had trouble with these like frame rates and certain things like the 3d would destroy the frame rate in x and y and like the fucking photo mode in sun and moon was just an abomination the worst was that Oh, yeah, when you would have the horde battles. No, no, I'm talking about that. Whatever, where it was like you battle four different trainers. Yeah, and it would. Yeah, that was awful. But, like, (coughs) then you have games that, like, Capcom put out Monster Hunter Stories that is Mm -hmm. graphically so much better than what those Pokemon games were, runs flawlessly. Like, I just played Yokai Watch 3, this huge world, better graphics in every way, and it, like,. Just runs flawlessly. Nothing ever goes wrong. So it seems weird to me that Nintendo wouldn't be like, "Hey guys, here's the secret tech to make your shit run well," or like maybe don't put in this shitty photo mode that runs like absolute trash and you can barely play. See, uh, I think they get away with it because it doesn't. I don't. Nobody complains. Well, no, but like also those weren't like huge. No, it doesn't. Things that right. detrimented the gameplay. Like, I mean, if you wanted to play X and Y in 3D, uh, you might have been real disappointed by how the frame rate would tank, mm-hmm. but then they removed the 3D feature from battles <laughs> in Sun and Moon, so they knew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, instead of trying to fix it, they were like, we're done with that shit. <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes sense because Nintendo tried to de-emphasize that too by putting out the 2DS and all right. that weird shit. But uh, I guess... Do you wanna do you wanna move into the awful THQ news or do you wanna stay on the Nintendo path here? Uh do you why don't we just stick with the Nintendo okay. because I don't know anything about Oh this. no one does. They announced Nintendo Labo VR, which for people who don't know what Nintendo Labo is, it's Nintendo's weird shit where you put cardboard together right. and there are games associated with it. So I first learned about this through a meme and I thought it was fake. Because it is like VR goggles of a duck, and it looks like someone is like looking directly into the duck's ass. Uh, but it was real. It was a cardboard duck. They, so so they, there will be an $80 bundle that is like everything that will come out. It could, it's coming out April 12th. And it is basically like a VR goggle set that you build cardboard shit on. Do you put your Switch in the cardboard like goggle set? Because how else would it work? That is what it looks like. Okay. Uh, And you put the Joy-Cons in different various parts of it. So the one that looks like is the main thing is like basically it's like this huge gun cannon thing you build out of cardboard and you look in the back of it. Right. And I assume it's got some weird dumb shooting game or whatever. Uh, Then, like I said, there was you look right into the duck's ass. Uh, I don't know what that one is. There's one that's an elephant. And it just is Nintendo trying to get into the weird cheap VR market. I, I assume that it works similar to the Samsung VR stuff. Now, you have April 12th here. Is that when it's being released? That released? is when it's coming out. Then why hasn't Nintendo talked about this? They did now. It was like two days ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. How come... 
it no one picked it up except for no like, i saw numerous articles did about you it. i didn't yeah. see anything about this yeah i think it's because labo did not sell well or labo however they, they want you to say it uh I don't think it caught the world on fire, but I think it also is not meant for Nintendo's normal core demographic. Right. Uh, I think it is meant more for specifically younger kids or like parents to build with their kids because it's an emphasis on something physical as opposed to the video game aspect of it. Um, and yeah, I, I just don't think it sold well. I mean, paying $80 for a package of cardboard with a game that's going to give me less entertainment than most of their $60 products is, just seems ill-conceived. Right. Uh, I, I mean, it totally depends how this Labo VR thing works out because some of the other Labo kits now work with other games, like the racing one works with Mario Kart, and I mean, mm. I guess that's in theory cool. Like, if this starts becoming compatible with other games, maybe that would be cool. But it definitely seems like it is a specific thing they're trying to go for. Like, one will be themed around the elephant, one will be themed mm. around the weird bird, one will be a shooting thing. And uh, I, I just, I wonder how it's going to work. I didn't see any video footage of it. I don't even know if there is any video footage of the actual game part. <coughs> uh, I just saw the hilarious image, and there were a lot of memes about <laughs> that. Uh, it's just weird. I I think it's interesting that Nintendo is trying something like that, different with the physical cardboard stuff, but it is, uh, I don't think it's going to set the world on fire in the way that they had originally wanted. And I think that's why they don't advertise it as heavily Mm. as they do the other stuff. Like, why wouldn't that have been in the Nintendo Direct a couple weeks ago? Like, that seems like something that you would put in there, but maybe they realized that that's for their core demographic, and now they're just not doing it yeah but like it wouldn't have cost them anything to to slide that in for even no but then then you know the people would have been like oh dare they interrupt my pure gaming nintendo direct with the labo trash because remember when they initially announced labo people were like nintendo's dead as a company how could they do this they announced a direct for and this is what we get even though they very clearly specified that it was not really what people think it is and is geared towards children Mm -hmm. it wasn't metroid (laughs) ah it was just like so they get shitty reactions like that. Yeah. I think that direct was more, you know, for yes. I get what you're saying. <coughs> I, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, I, I think I, that's an interesting thing. Uh, April twelfth is very soon. Uh, very soon, like a month away. So, I mean, I will watch a bunch of uh, people on the internet put it together, right, and then look into whatever the fuck they're looking at and. I liked watching people build that robot, and most of them were adult men who could not fit the back robot backpack on. Uh, Which I mean, I remember Jeff being one of Jeff. Gerstin. That was hilarious. He's a, he's not a little guy. Jeff he's, is a very tall man. Yes, and yeah, it was not. He could not. It was like he was the Hulk. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. Also, the game did not look too fun. Now the piano looked sick. Yes. Uh but that that's all it is. Like there's nothing else other than the it, it seems like tiny tech demos right. to go with your weird $80 box of cardboard. Yeah, I heard some good things about the driving one cuz I I guess it was kind of like a little open world that you could drive around. I guess in. the one where you build the little house is pretty cool mm. as well. Um but I I don't think it was like, hey, this is worth like $80. Oh, dev- no, not even a little bit. Um yeah, I don't know. Nintendo's right. fucking weird, and I right. hope they continue to be weird and put the shit out and throw things at the wall and see what mm-hmm. sticks. Because maybe eventually we'll get something that is really cool out of Labo. Right. But 
after they didn't put anything out for a really long time after the initial one, I was like, maybe they silently killed this. But here we are with yeah. VR. Which it's almost like pretty much a, exactly a year later. It is later. almost exactly a year later, yeah. So. All right. So uh, I just kind of wanted to bri- briefly mention this, that Judgment is releasing on June 25th. Yeah, which is weird because before they said June 21st, I feel, and then they were like, I don't know, four days. Well, I, I wasn't even expecting it to really come out this year. Oh, I was. They said it was coming out in the summer. I guess. So, yeah, I, I just, <clears throat> I'm just surprised that they were able to get the, the English dubbed so, and everything. Sega has been a lot better with this. Um, for, for people who don't know, Judgment is the new game being made by the Yakuza team right. at Sega. So instead of making Yakuza, now that it's technically Kiryu's story is done with Yakuza 6... This is a story about, like, a lawyer guy, public... Which it's still set in the same universe. It is, yeah, and it's just you beat the shit out of people, but also solve court cases at the same time. Yes. Uh, Yeah, but June 25th. Right. Excited. Which I have heard, apparently the English dubbing is going to be better than what we're assuming, and they are actually taking the time to change the mouth movement so it'll fit the English better. There is a 0% chance that I will play this game in the English dub. What I'm kind of wondering is, is it worth it for them? Like, is it bringing that, in see, new that, people? That's, what I, that's why I find it to be baffling, is because it probably costs them way more money right. to pay English voice actors, redo the fucking mouth movement, when it is a video game... It literally takes place in Japan. Right. Everyone is Japanese. The Yakuza games, they quickly learned after the first two tanked here in the U.S. when they were dubbed that they should not do that because the core people who are going to play a Yakuza game don't care about that. They would rather have it be more authentic to the... Like, it, it takes place in Japan, man. Well, it's not just that. I'm just kind of wondering, how many people are like, oh, I'd play Yakuza if it was in English? Oh, I'm sure there are those people, you, but, like, I I don't know if, it, if there's enough to make it worth to it. To move the needle in that for that much money? Yes. No way. Like, this is for a very specific group of people. Maybe because Yakuza 0 blew up here in such a big way and finally made Yakuza relevant in the West. But then again, like, people are already used to having it being Japanese. Oh, yeah, I know. So then, like, have it being... I probably will play it in Japanese as well. I play all the Yakuza games. But, yeah, I I will almost certainly play it in Japanese, which normally I'm not that guy. Normally, if it's in English, I'll play it that way. But... I mean, I'll have to see. your thing that is so steeped in Japanese culture that literally takes place Mm. in Japan is about the Japanese court system. Like, what? Yeah, I'll I'll have to see. Maybe the English will be... I might start it in English and just kind of see. I don't know. It it is just kind of weird. It's very strange that they decided to dub it. But then that's, what, three months away, so... Yeah, I... Very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, it had been out in Japan... Mm for months now uh right yeah i can't remember and that's why i was expecting it to probably take about a year for them to kind of get the you know u.s release they started doing a lot better especially with like yakuza kiwami and kiwami 2 they were there was a much shorter gap right um so maybe their localization team is a lot bigger than it used to be because yakuza 0 was like came out in 2015 and then it wasn't what to like 2017 so yeah yeah i don't know and then also just briefly mention that we're going to finally see some footage of Star Wars Jedi the New Order. Yeah, from um, Respawn, the people that make Titanfall and, and Apex. Apex Legends. Yeah. Uh, did you see the tweet? 
No, I did not. EA specifically tweeted and said on April 13th they're going to actually show Cool, maybe gameplay. they'll make a good video game. Uh, maybe finally EA will be Excuse releasing me. a good video game. Seriously, though, they are make, They did make Apex, technically. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm just saying, like, Respawn can do whatever the fuck they want, yes. but boy, how will EA handicap them next? I'm waiting for the moment. We'll see. Which this is not only EA handicapping them. It's, it's Disney, Disney as well. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot that could go wrong yes. with this Jedi product. Yes. So I'm I I hope it's great because I love Star Wars video games normally. Ooh. I I so fuck it. I need it to be good for both Respawn and for me as a fan of Star Wars. As someone who I'll talk about it a little later who just played Titanfall. I'm very excited to see what they're going to come out. Respawn is such a good developer, and it's just the pile of bodies the EA leaves in their wake (laughs) after they buy studios is absurd, and I just... In fairness to EA... I hope so bad for them. What happens is they buy them, but then there's still a contract that they where the developers have to stick around for a couple of years. So then, like those first couple of years, the games are decent. Like look at Mass Effect Two. I know, man. And, and then, like once those contracts are up, the, the developers say, "I'm out," and then that's when Fuck things no. go. So like I could in five years respawn maybe in bad shape. Have you seen the meme uh, that is? It's just basically like stick figure people, and it's EA, and he's grabbing uh, the hand of another guy that says Bioware on it, and he says, here, let's go on a trip, and then he's like, Papa EA, where are we going? And it shoots him in the head, <laughs> and then it's a pile of bodies of all the studios that they've destroyed. <laughs> no, I didn't see all that. All right, well, I'll have to send you this later, because, uh, boy. And then you think about it, and you're like, oh, yeah, Visceral, Maxis, all these studios uh, right. that they bought and just absolutely destroyed and killed off. And it is, you look at the list and you're like, oh man. Yeah. As a, as a publisher, like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. Yeah, I mean, like, they really, they have really taken, like, the Activision Blizzard approach of just, like, all multiplayer. Which, if that's fine, if that's what they want to do. But, like, maybe don't buy any more single, single player, player fucking studios. Yes. And then be like, hey, do you guys want to make a multiplayer game? And they're like, yeah. no. And then they're like, well, <laughs> too fucking bad. Right. Because that's what's going to make us a quadrillion dollars. And I have At least fucking Respawn, that was their whole thing. Yes. Was yes. like, we are, I am Vince Zampella. I made Call of Duty Modern Warfare what it was right. when I made Infinity Ward. Right. Let me let me make it differently now, but with future wall running and mechs. Which he worked on something else before, and he was like, I'm out of here. He, if he doesn't like what's going on, he will Oh, he leave. will peace out, yeah. And, like, he, he did that. He made that multiplayer game. Right. They made Apex Legends. Like, they are a good studio for yes. that. I think that this Star Wars uh, game that they're making, I think, is more single-player focused. I can't make any assumptions. I mean, I can't, but I that is... Come on. I mean, you're right, but, like... It's a completely different development team, so we don't know. I have no idea. All we know is that one little interview at E3 last year where the guy was completely uncomfortable talking about it. So... I I don't know. I look forward to April 13th yes. so I can finally see what the fuck a Star Wars game mm-hmm. from EA will look like in 2019 because 
they keep making Battlefront and canceling other ones or delaying them. So yeah, that's that's pretty much all they've done, right? Cancel them? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like just just Battlefront one and two. Yeah, that's it. But you would think that if you had the Star Wars license, you would try a hell of a lot harder to pump that shit out. God, has Traveler Tales made as many Star Wars games as EA? They've made a Lego Star Wars 1, 2, 3 trilogy. Well, I mean, right? just even since EA has had the license. Oh, oh yeah, almost certainly. Because I think they've made two, and I think EA's made two. <sighs> fucking, I don't know, dude. Yeah, I don't why they were given the Star Wars license is fucking beyond me. Did but. you see the... I saw an article where Disney was like, yeah, we're happy with EA. Yeah, they're wrong. That's, that's I'm not happy with EA. Yeah, no one's happy with EA. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Dude. I think we need to to jump into okay. the THQ. Yeah, so this is fucking absolutely buck wild, and I I cannot believe that it occurred. So <coughs> THQ Nordic is a development studio publisher publisher that was resurrected from a dead brand. The THQ it was gone. Right. They bought the rights to a lot of their products and the name THQ. I think it was Nordic bought the rights to THQ, right? Yes. And then they then they kind of combined the two and became THQ Nordic. Yes. And so is it weird that you would rebrand your company with the name of a dead brand? I do think so. Well, THQ uh, at least like had some name recognition. Maybe not like great name recognition, but did have some. <clears throat> yeah, like we all remember this is Vegas. Right. I yeah, they just had a bunch of weird shit like that. I, I don't know, man. They were mostly like B games right. that they made. Which in fairness, that's what they're doing that now. That is what they're that is what Nordic is trying to do now, yes. But anyways, they uh announced on Twitter that they were going to do an AMA uh on 8chan which okay if you don't know what that is please for the love of god do not look up 8chan they generally almost all of the things you would be able to find on google they are generally blocked from google so you can't even find it if you really wanted to in a lot of cases um at multiple points their domain was seized by the fbi because there were reports of child porn being on the servers and so it's possible that you may have heard of the forum 4chan, right. which is a cesspool of mostly awful people. And 8chan is what happens when you are so awful you can no longer be allowed to be on 4chan. So then you have to go make your own board that is the actual dregs of humanity. Um, so there is no way, there is no way that THQ was approached by someone from 8chan and they said hey you want to do an ama right and without doing any research at all apparently which is what they claim they didn't really know what it was but they said in a tweet verbatim the opportunity was presented to us and we took it um and also they tried to say like i just said they tried to pretend like they didn't know what right. the board was and uh but they were assured that someone, I believe his name was John, would be taking care of all the particularly bad stuff. Now, one, if you don't know what 8chan is, why would you, uh, wouldn't someone saying they're going to take care of all the bad stuff throw up a really pretty serious bad flag, like a red flag that you maybe we shouldn't be doing this? 
Also, before we get into all of that, you and I, like, we know the gaming industry fairly well. Yeah. We're pretty, we know, like, we're pretty familiar with most of the internet. Uh Uh-huh. We hadn't even heard of 8chan. I had not. I had definitely heard of 4chan, and that's right. already not great no. enough. So, like, immediately when I was like, wait, what is 8chan? It, it, all off the bat, if you're doing an AMA, ideally what you want is, like, the most people probably looking at it. Yes, why wouldn't you fucking go to a subreddit? Why wouldn't you go to a forum that video game developers actually frequent, like Resetera? Why the fuck would you be like, oh, well, this forum just came up to us and was like, totally, we need this to happen. I feel like if I was working there and somebody did that, I'd be like, you know, that's not a bad idea. We're going to do it on Reddit, Twitter, anywhere where I'm going to get... I, I would at least look up 8chan and then probably have the FBI, like, tracking me after that. But, yeah. It's so, just... it's just wild. And yes. just as it went on, it was worse and worse. They left the tweet up saying that they were doing it for days after everyone on the internet blew up. You probably can't find a video gaming related or tangential website that didn't write an article about how this is, like, the most self-destructive PR move anyone could have ever done. Normally, you'll see people on things trying to play devil's advocate. Not (laughs) fucking one article I read, and I read dozens and dozens to see if I could try to Mm. find someone who was like, oh, well, maybe they did it because of this. People, like, contacting them and getting answers like, basically like, yeah, we did it, and Mm. we're, we're not sorry. And people actually asked if they were hacked. They could have had an easy out if they were just like, oh, yeah, our account was totally hacked and mm-hmm. we didn't do this. Nah, man. It was approved by multiple, multiple people. Like, the only scenario I could have seen this happening in is if they were hacked or if they had some random intern be like, yeah, sure, and not get it run through by anybody. There were <coughs> multiple people in this fucking AMA. I did not go there, right. but I saw a lot of screenshots from this AMA you do not fucking post the types of responses in this thread mm. if you do not know what it is. The one that stuck out to me so, so much was exactly the kind of reason why you would never go to HN. And it was basically someone saying, hey, thanks for making the kind of games you are. Every other company is selling out to social justice warriors for, for equality. Yes. And just keep doing what you're doing. And the response basically was like, hey, thanks, man. We'll keep doing it. An emoji smiley With an emoji smiley face. And you're like, what the fuck? You do not read that comment and say something. Like, especially if you're in PR. Right. You don't read. First of all, you would never fucking go to this forum. Right. Second of all, you would never just be like, yeah, man. Every other video game company is a trash hole. But we're out here associating ourselves with shitheads like you. All right, and then the, the other one I could think of was, "Hey, what are you guys doing with uh, Two Human, or not Two Human? Uh, destroy All Humans, because mm-hmm. that's a brand they own." Uh, and their response was, "Working it like an alien prostitute." Uh, so that's great. They're also definitely not making a new Destroy All Humans game. No one ever will, probably, but they do own the rights to it, and so. What I think is crazy is they also put out their garbage-ass non-apology for this and then deleted the tweet like five days later or something. And just like, 
pretending like we're all just going about our regular day. Right. It is, like, just in the course of ten minutes, they had, like, lost yeah. all credibility at all. Yeah, I, I was kind of looking forward to Biomutant, but now I'm just like, I don't know about this. What's going on, man? The fact that there were multiple people on this PR thing that were thought that this was even remotely a good idea. Right. Maybe contact your fucking legal team beforehand or f- any anything. Anything at all. Yeah, typically... Don't go on to associate yourself with web boards that are known for child pornography. That's that's typically my I, life philosophy. It's actually crazy. It, 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 it was... This is probably going to be the most shocking news of the year. Oh, definitely, because... Because this just came out of nowhere. Nowhere. It was in the middle of the day. I was right, at work. Right, And it, I, I, I remember seeing people started tweeting about it. I was like, whoa, what's happening? And I started right. reading more about it and was like, whoa. My first thought was, wait, 8chan? What is this? I've heard of 4chan. Did they type it in wrong? No. No, they didn't. Uh, I mean, like, and yeah, dude. Like, there are parts of Reddit that are not great. Like, certain subreddits and stuff. But, like, just, what? Right. But, I mean, like, even then, like, Reddit will shut them down if they get too bad. Yeah, I and just the fact that they were promised that all the bad stuff would be taken care of. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. what I saw, that was almost certainly not the case. Uh, yeah, shit's wild. Yeah. I don't understand how that happens at all. I can't even begin to fathom... I can't even begin to fathom... No, it. I... <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, like, to have such a non-apology after the visceral, visceral <laughs> reaction that everyone on the internet had, it's just... It's crazy to perform that kind of PR self-destruction, I think. But how do you apologize for that? <laughs> you you say, hey, dog, we fired everyone involved I, I, with this. I, I, that's because not a, what? That's not an, I agree with you, but that's not an apology. That's like, hey, we fucked up. We're getting rid of everyone who... <laughs> My favorite tweets after this were people who are like, hey, I work in PR, and if you need someone to hire someone who would not go to 8chan, I will do that. I will I will become your new PR guy, because you certainly fucking need one. And it just... How? How does it happen? Yeah. I can't, I can't fucking understand. And now they can't even do, like, another one, because now it'll just be full of, like... Trolls just asking him about 8chan. And, like, just the fact that most of the responses were just feeding into how shitty the environment was and the things they were saying, like, basically just the worst kind of shit you can possibly imagine. Uh, Yeah, I didn't didn't really look into, like... I I knew, like, I didn't realize that it had been... So many of the questions had been answered. I kind of was under the assumption that, like, it got shut down pretty quickly. Oh, I do not believe that is the okay. case. I think they went the whole time. Um, yeah, dude. I just... I can't. All right. So I have to transition out of this before I just fall into a depression coma. Yes. The EVO announcement stream, EVO, the world's largest fighting game tournament, it happens every summer. They announced the games, uh, they, they usually hold an announcement stream every year to say what games got in, because not every fighting game gets in anymore. Uh, Melee is dead, Matt. It's gone from Evo. It's, it's out. Are they doing, like, what Super they do in before, where, like, there's, like, a voting or a donation? No. It does, really? not, it does not seem that way, as far as I know. All I know is Super Smash Brothers Melee did not make it in, okay. but Ultimate did. 
uh, which is pretty dope because I melee has been around for like twenty years, and uh, I'm guessing the melee community is handling it very well. A lot of people were handling it very poorly, <laughs> but what I what I actually think is cool is a lot of the melee players are uh, they are transitioning to ultimate. Mm. So this weekend is a tournament called uh, Smash Summit. And it is for Ultimate. Right. And players like Leffen and Mango and Armada, they're all invited. And oh. they are... They actually... Mango was streaming from his house for the past four or five days with all of the people who were there. Mm. So it's crazy because it's bringing people together who played Melee, right. who played Smash 4, and who even played Brawl. Mm. And so it's like these people who normally would never interact all in the same house right. fighting each other on, like, pretty equal grounds. I mean, some some of the players who were way better in Smash 4, like right. uh, Nairo and Void, like, they are doing very well. Uh, but, like, Mango's not bad. Uh, I think he's getting better. Uh, Leffen is way better than I would like for him to be because sometimes I think he's just, just too smug for his own good. Well, he also got into... The Dragon Ball Fighter Summit, yes. yeah, he did. He he plays a lot of stuff, um, but yeah, it's it's cool. So yes. the fact that Ultimate is coming, what I thought was crazy was they announced that Samurai Showdown will be at Evo, which doesn't even have a release date yet. The only thing they have said is that the new Samurai Showdown game will be uh, coming out early summer. And they showed a new trailer for it, mm -hmm. a world exclusive, which was pretty sick. It looks like Street Fighter Four, but Samurai Showdown, right. and I am so excited. I would guess the someone in the fighting game community probably has connections. With oh yeah, so they they would know. They know. I mean, yeah. they showed the new trailer, so obviously right, they right. talked to them. So that's cool. Um, the so it was the final game during the thing, and people were like, "Oh, it's going to be Melee, or Dead or Alive Six. Because Dead or Alive 6 will also be a new game like Samurai Showdown. Usually right. they try to do preferential treatment to brand new games. They... And so they fucking announce it. Under Night in Birth was okay. the last game. And just watching the world implode was so fucking sick. Because one, Under Night in Birth is one of my favorite anime fighting games. Like, yeah. it is fun to play, I think. And it is fun to watch. Right. That community gets shafted at every tournament. So the fact that they got into Evo this year and fucking Melee didn't is like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> so I just, there were all kinds of photos of like Hohomaru from Samurai right. Showdown cutting off Fox's tail and saying Melee's dead and all this shit. And it's, oh, it's so good. I have to imagine t tournament organizers, at least the ones that are, like, Smash-oriented, are like, we gotta get rid of these CRTs. I would hope so, uh, I, at this point. Yeah. I mean, like, I understand, like, it, it's kind of weird because they are two very separate communities. communities generally, yeah. Which, I mean, they have very different origins as well. They do, yeah. So, I mean, like, they do have their different events, and, like, this is, like, the big fighting game event, so, like, I kind of get, like... I assume also Nintendo is kind of like pushing like, hey, how about we get rid of Melee? And I assume they're also like, we're sick of these CRTs. I would guess most of the games here are just going to be played on PlayStation 4s. Yeah, almost all of them. Uh, are there really other... I think just Ulti Smash Ultimate would be played on not a PS4 because uh, Tekken, Blaze Blue Cross Tag, uh, Undernight, uh, uh, Street Fighter V. Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. I assume uh, one of the NetherRealm games is going to be there. Mortal I think, Kombat. I think or... it is Mortal Kombat, yeah. It would be MK, uh, 
and, and then what's and the other one? Uniel. Uh, that's that's seven right there. Oh, Blaze! Did I say Blaze with Cross Tank? I don't know. So yeah, I mean they're all PlayStation. There is one other game I couldn't think of, but um. So they just need basically all PlayStations and then some Switches. Yeah, but uh, Guilty Gear did not make it in either. They wow. fucking put Blaze Blue Cross Tag in over it, which like, boy, do I think that game looks like trash, and I don't want to play it ever. Uh, but they uh. Obviously, Arc System Works, the people that make it, also make Blaze Blue Cross Tag. So they announced that there will be an official Guilty Gear tournament at Evo for like the Guilty Gear tour scene mm. or whatever. So they're, well, that, that, that will still the, be there, but it'll be a side tournament. That and they have Dragon Ball, which is their kind of like yeah. their big one. And so one of the things that I think is wild is that Dragon Ball ends on Saturday. So normally Evo really? goes both nights and grand, the grand finals, the top eight of each one is on Sunday. Dragon Ball had the most viewers last year by a fucking wild margin. Why would you make the finals on Saturday when last year it was the highest viewed game? Was it the last game or the second to last? It's the second to last, I believe. Isn't that usually the the best one anyways like i think i think because street fighter 5 the viewer count dips a lot usually like dragon ball was like an absurd margin right. more, but that's because dragon ball is more of a mainstream thing like people knew that game right it came out and it was fresh and the scene was cool the rivalries that were building up and it were cool uh to throw it up on a saturday i feel like when fucking blaze blue cross tag is going to be on sunday like what happened? So what's I assume Street Fighter is going to be the Street main. Fighter will be the main one. Uh, I it it'll probably be Tekken before that. I don't know the Which, exact time frame, and then Ultimate before that, like usual. But it, it just Tekken is usually pretty. Tekken is sick. Yeah, I, yeah. So, so I mean, I get that, but it just to have the game uh, that got you the most viewership last year to throw it up on a Saturday when Blaze Blue gets to be on Sunday, like that seems kind of fucked up. Unless they're trying to get more views on Saturday. Maybe, but, like, that's when all the pools for all the games are going. So, like, you're going to have a shitload of viewership regardless. You're right, going to have, right. like, 12 streams running for this thing. Right. Which, I mean, like, the reason why I was saying, like, the second to last one I think is usually the best one. It's because it's not as late. Street Fighter goes Well, no, late. but you also have, like, the, the people who are really in the Street Fighter, they're watching, like, the, the Melee tournament or whatever because the Street Fighter's up next. Yeah. So you just have, like, a lot of Street Fighter people who aren't necessarily into Melee, but they're like, well, I have nothing better to do and I'm waiting for, like, the game that I'm waiting for. But, yeah, it was last year the Dragon Ball tournament had so many, and then when it was Street Fighter, it right. dropped off so far that it was kind of crazy. Um, Which I, I know I I went to bed and didn't watch the Street Fighter, but it, it's hard living on the East Coast. and It is, and then it ends up being, it went to like 3, 4 in the morning. I think, right, right, I think it started at like 11 or something yeah. like that, so it's just... So I one of the reasons why I think Dragon Ball could be on Saturday is because it takes an absurd amount of time for every yeah. match. So maybe they just don't want to make all the rest of EVO run over, kind of like it did last year. Because yeah, Fox reset the bracket, dude. Well, not just that. <laughs> like, my biggest complaint about uh, it, it, it's supposed to be like Marvel, but Marvel moves along pretty oh, way quickly. Way faster, yeah. I mean, like, it, in a top eight, it takes about two hours. A top eight of uh, Dragon Ball takes, like, three, four hours. But so does a top eight of Smash Ultimate. Yes. So uh, we'll I'm, see how that goes. Smash 4 was even worse. Smash though. 4 was so bad. Like, I... I actually enjoy watching competitive ultimate. Right. For like I I cannot do right. it. Right. It also became kind of awful because it was like everybody was bayonetta and all the top tier characters were super solidified. Right. But it was so slow even yeah. then. Like, we're you like melee. Kill, right. 
it, melee goes so quick. And yeah, that's what I so, mean. That's what I was going to say. Like, melee I can sit and watch because it moved along quickly. Smash 4 was rough unless you were a smart Smash 4 fan. Yeah, Ultimate moves way faster, mm-hmm. um, and there is way more character diversity that would show up in a top 8, so it'll be more exciting. I'll, do you think by then it'll even out and there'll be less, or do you think... With it being within the first year, well, I think be within the first year there will be a lot of variety. I also, it's fairly well balanced right now. So, like the top players, just off the top of my head, like Mango and Tweak play Wario. Void plays Pichu and Wolf. Like the character you'll see the most would be Wolf, probably. Um, but like a lot of people play Roy or Marth. There, mm-hmm. There's like a bunch of characters. Like shit, even DeBuzz plays Olimar. So it's right. like there is a wide a wide variety of characters that are actually viable um, <coughs> at a tournament level. Right. And Peach kind of fell off in a weird way, but she was winning a lot of tournaments. Uh, like, Light plays Fox, even though everybody thinks Fox sucks, and he, like, wins a shitload of tournaments mm. now. Just, just a bunch of people like that that are doing all kinds of weird right, character right. shit. Like, Nairo will sometimes use Ganondorf, even though he probably should just keep using Palutena. Uh, all kinds of stuff like mm. that. So I, I am excited for Evo this year. I'm more, yeah. mostly I had this on here because Samurai Showdown will come out early summer. It looks like Street Fighter Four, and I want nothing more than to like a game as much as I like Street Fighter Four. Now they have Evo a little early, little later, right? It is at a different time. I think it is later. Yeah, later in the year. Because now they have like Evo Japan, which is I don't remember when Evo Japan is. I think it's usually January. But yeah, now they do multiple events, so right. it, they pushed it back a little bit, which is, you know. So I th- it'll probably be, what, like late July? Late July, early August, I think it is now. But that's always a very fun weekend. Yeah, I, lo- I love Evo, so I'm pretty excited about yeah. it. So I guess now it's time to move, move into, into the games, to the games that we playing. have been playing. Um, the first one we had played together, uh, which is Mass Effect 2. Yes. One of my top ten favorite games of all time. Yes. Uh, yeah. I am shocked at how much better it is. Like, that's not taking, like, shitting on Mass Effect 1. No, I, Mass Effect 1 definitely was... It aged poorly. It did age poorly, but it was also Bioware's first attempt at something like that. Yes. It was like a, a third-person shooter type thing, and, like, that, as we discussed before, hadn't been solidified in its control right. scheme or how it was supposed to work. Mass Effect 2, they learned all the lessons from those other games, uh, like Gears of War and things like that. It looks a lot better. It animates a lot better. Mm-hmm. They made it more like clear what you're supposed to do, how right. you follow side quests. Like the dialogue is better. Every everything about it is better. I think uh, the shooting it feels feels really, really good. good. Yeah, they're in each gun feels like pretty different, and you Which can get all kinds of crazy kind shit. Of different than a different game we'll talk about later oh, today. Oh my fucking god! But yeah, I mean, like I was shocked. I was just like. This this feels like a game that could have been made last year. Or oh, this definitely. Year. Yeah. Other than graphics, but like yeah. just the way the game plays, it's like all right. This is this is a game that's aged very well. Yeah. And it, I think is going to go down as like just one of those timeless classics that you know even in ten years it'll still be very playable. Yes. And I when I think about Anthem, which is a game we'll talk about later that right. Bioware also made, it's hard not to compare it to other bioware games yes. even though it is a very different thing but it was like mass effect 2 learned a lot of lessons from other games of its type right whereas anthem learned nothing 
from any of the other games in the genre. Yes. Nothing. Which, before we get into the Anthem talk, I do want to just say that, like, on Sunday, you usually come over on Sundays, and then, yeah, like, we not. had that snowstorm. I was very sad. I was like, oh. I, was... I know. We couldn't play Mass Effect. I, I Literally, I started driving down the hill, and when I turned, I did a fishtail and was like... If I don't go back up the hill now, I will never be able to make it up in my 2004 Toyota Corolla. And then you text me, and I was like, that's fine. But secretly, I was very sad. Because I was like, I want to play some Mass Effect. It's one of my favorite games of all time. I've beaten it like four or five Mm -hmm. times. I can't wait to play through that again. I love it so much. Because we we only play it, like, now, this week we'll only play it once a week. Next week we'll play it a couple couple times, Friday and Sunday. So Yeah. But yeah, but yeah I mean, I was it, all of a sudden out of nowhere, we got a lot of snow. Yeah, it just happened. I like looked outside. I right. don't remember what time it was because my phone had a winter storm warning, mm-hmm. and I was like, "It's fine. It's kind of warm. It'll right. melt." It was like time for me to go. I opened it. My car was completely covered in snow, and right. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I I let my dog out around six, and then you text me around seven. And you're like, "Yeah, I can't. I won't be able to make it up my hill." I was like, "What?" There was nothing on the ground at And it was way worse up here, I mean, because mm. it's on a hill. And also, they refuse to plow yeah. the hill anymore, apparently. Mm. So, fuck, man. So. Uh, but you played Far Cry New Dawn. I did. Yeah. I played, yes, a lot of it. I have quite a few notes Okay, here. great. Uh, the first thing is the character customization really made me laugh hard. Why is that? You can put a beard on a lady. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yes. I I, I, mean, I tweeted it out. Did you make a bearded lady? I did. I didn't keep it because I, I oh, thought that would. no. I did put a beard on by Because, like, I was just kind of messing around. And then I was like, wait, what is this uh, customization option? And then I was like, oh, that that's like facial hair. So you can do, like, mustaches and beards and stuff. I tweeted it. Uh, did you see that? Uh, I don't see a lot of tweets now because Twitter decides that it doesn't want to surface me over half the people I follow. But yeah, this is my lady with her beard. That is pretty top notch. <laughs> yes. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I was like, Jesus, you can... It was very shocking because most games... Uh, Do not like, allow that. Yeah, yeah. If, if you pick the female, you cannot have facial hair. No. So, so right off the bat, like I was like, oh, thank you. Also, yeah. I just want to say I really like that the new Ubisoft games are doing like you can pick male or female for pretty much all their protagonists. Yeah, yeah. which I like that. Just, just, just give giving some options and stuff. So, yeah. but uh, no, but to get into the game itself, I, it's just a very, very simple setup. Uh, you know the twins, and they're the antagonists, yeah. as we discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was basically this like small little town after the nuclear. You know, after the, the bomb the drops, the nuclear the end bombs drop. Far Cry Five. Yeah. Yes, which I still think it's so funny that I spoiled it, and then the next week, that Ubisoft trailer, spoiled it. Yeah, yeah. that that was a very big, very funny accident. But like the a community kind of developed after that, and then these twins kind of came in and like messed up the community and took everything. So then, basically, the whole setup of the game is to take the town back. Okay. And kind of rebuild the the community. Uh, so, uh, what I end up really liking about the new Far Cry games compared to, let's say, like, Far Cry 4, is the the old Ubisoft, everyone ke- keeps saying, like, they're the same exact uh, open world format, but they really have been changing, especially the Far Cry, where before it, you would just kind of go into an area and be like, this is a tower, I'm going to climb this tower, and then it'll just vomit a thousand icons. icons. all over the map, yeah. 
Where this game, you just kind of start, there's no icons on the map, you just kind of start going into a direction, and then as you're just kind of driving along or running along, you'll see someone with an exclamation mark above their head, and then you talk to them, and then they'll direct you to a place on the map. Okay. You go to that map location, you complete that task, whether it's a side mission or a main story mission, it's all completely random, so everyone's going to have like a different organic game throughout. So this was one game that I kind of did all the side stuff before I even completed the main game, which is very rare for me, as you know. Yeah, it is. But it's just the way they organically just kind of incorporate everything. Which, in the end, you do end up doing the same things where there's, like, camps that you have to kill everyone. And, you know, a lot of the main story missions are pretty standard. Just kind of run in and shoot people. Um, is it very much just more Far Cry Five? Yes, it is. Which it is a forty dollar like. Yeah, expansion. it's not. A, it's not a full price thing. Uh, it, which they tend to do now. They release the main game and then some other game that's like forty dollars shortly after. Right. Which I mean, like, yes, they have done that. They did that with Far Cry Four, and then they did Far Cry Primal, which was basically the same map. But, yeah. In. Uh, in prehistoric times, time, yeah, yeah. And, which they did Blood Dragon with three, yeah, and that was more like a s- smaller DLC thing. I think I think right. that was twenty bucks, but it was a standalone, yeah, uh, that was very much based on right. Far Cry Three. But this is the first time they've ever done. It's where, been like a sequel, yes, yeah. So I, I mean, I would describe it as it's kind of like Far Cry Five Point Five, yeah. Kind of reminded me of like Uncharted Four to Uncharted: The Lost Legacy type of thing. Okay, yeah. Where I mean, that I was even that. forty dollars as mm-hmm. well. But, I mean, it ended up being 20 to 25 hours. Yeah. But it is very much just more Far Cry 5. So, shooting feels really good. It's just fun to run around and kill people. Okay. And the, just, uh, they did incorporate some more, like, RPG elements where there's, like, numbers popping up on the screen, which I've never seen before. Oh, interesting. Some, Some people like that, some people don't. I'm always good with RPG numbers. Yes. It makes me feel like I'm doing good stuff. Which then there is, like, you're upgrading your guns, so there's four different levels of guns, so you're... So that, okay. And, and, you know, it's just more Far Cry. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Far Cry. Yeah. Very happy with it. <laughs> um, I didn't play a lot other than Anthem over the past two weeks, but I did make the mistake... Of allowing Scott, Nukio, and Jumbo to pull me into playing Overwatch again. And I had gotten my anger problems under control, Matt. I had I was not screaming at the top of my lungs down here and almost stamping my keyboard in half every night. Mm-hmm. Now I am, almost every night. Uh, sometimes my brother will come down and ask if I'm okay, if I need some help maybe. Uh, I don't know why I continue to play Overwatch. There are points where I enjoy it, mm-hmm. but then there are other points where I think I would have more fun smashing my face into a brick wall than what the fun I am having right now. Right. And I don't know why that is. It, de- it totally depends on the moment, too, because sometimes we'll be totally coordinated as a team and right. it'll work well. Other times it's like how is this occurring? How are we fucking up this badly? We're getting decimated. The problem with uh, Overwatch, I found, is 
I had a lot more fun when I wasn't playing with other people or a large group. Yeah. Because when you're playing with, like, let's say one other person, so just Nukio, mm-hmm. you're you're getting paired up with a bunch of just random people, maybe mm-hmm. a couple groups of one and two. When you're playing five, six people, you're playing against other teams of five, five or six, six people. Which is normally fine. But I suck. <laughs> so, like, usually they're better than me. I know. But it just... I don't know. Right. It right. it should be going so much better because when we win, mm-hmm. we like really win. And it's so weird. I, ju- I, I don't understand what the difference is sometimes about our performance. Uh, and we've been playing with new people recently. Like mm-hmm. I played with this guy from work, which that night actually went pretty well. Uh, he plays a tank, which none of us normally ever play mm-hmm. a tank. Um, so that actually worked out pretty well. Um, uh, someone Jumbo is friends with. She played with us the other night, and she was uh, generally a dedicated support. Mm. So normally, when you have two support people, it generally goes better. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. And it, they know that it makes me so upset when right. I play, but they still ask and bother me every night. And it, I feel like my blood pressure must be so high. Like I feel so tense and uncomfortable the whole time we play every time. Usually for a couple hours, uh, and they, I didn't used to be this way. I did not used to get upset. Mm-hmm. They don't ask me. Yeah, well, you said you didn't want to play anymore. Do you want to play? No. Okay. Well, we'll invite you next time. <laughs> now that you said that, this, uh, I'm just saying, like, you clearly don't want to play, but they keep inviting you because they know that I like I could enjoy it. Right. I right. just generally don't. And so then, what ends up happening most nights now, now, well, it won't now that I have Devil May Cry to play, but Mm -hmm. I would get off Overwatch and be like, you know, I'm really already pissed off and really stressed out. What if I played Smash Online now? (laughs) And I just... I want to snap my fucking Switch in half, dude. I don't understand their fucking ranking system, which maybe you saw my 800-tweet chain about how I think the global Smash ranking system makes no sense at all. Mm -hmm. And I'm terrible at it. I used to be okay at Smash. I don't know what happened. Something came to me in the night and, like, drained all the skill I had. I was trying to learn how to play Captain Falcon. I had 2.5 to 3 million global Smash points at one point. I lost, like, 50, 60 matches in a row, down to, like, 80,000, which is pretty much about as low as you can get. I couldn't win ever again with Captain Falcon. So I the other night, I was watching a lot of Smash, and I was like, you know, I should play some Ultimate. Try to play Captain Falcon, dumpstered over and over. Well, I used to play Peach, and even though she's different in this game and I can never kill, I can learn. Right. Get dumpstered over and over. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this game. Fuck these characters. I'm picking a new character. And so then I was just going around looking at, like, who would I like to play? Who would be fun? Okay. And the answer is Wolf. Because he's so sick and he's so fast. It's basically like playing a sword character without the sword. Mm. And he's so good. And I have fun when I play. But no matter what, I cannot get back over 100,000 GSP because something is broken about their GSP system. Mm. I will beat people with millions more GSP than me and I'll get like 1,000 or 2,000 GSP. They beat me 500k. Like, you beat my day one 83,000 GSP wolf, and you got 500,000 GSP. (laughs) If I beat you, who's basically like a fucking pro Smash player, 
A thousand GSP. <laughs> That's not how ranking systems work, man. So the moral of the story is I literally can't get past 100,000 GSP with my stupid wolf. He is very fun to play. Um, I don't understand the system. It has to. It must have to do with how many online matches you've played. Because like maybe I've played and lost so many matches that they think that I am like a certain skill level. Because it never matches me with people who are at my GSP. Mm-hmm. It matches me with people who have over a million more than me every time. So either their matchmaking system doesn't work, or the global smash power ratings don't actually mean anything. Other than that I can't do elite battles because I can't get up to 4 million GSP. Do you think Nintendo will ever reset that? No. Because even Street Fighter did that at one point. Uh, That was for some weird reason, because they had, like, introduced a whole new system. I think that was when... uh, Whatever the fuck the second version was called came out. Right. I, I mean, it was. I think after the first year, because they had like made mechanical changes right, as well right. that were pretty vast. Uh, so I was just wondering if maybe in a year. Oh no, they'll, they're they'll... gonna leave me in my hell forever because it's Nintendo. And you know what sucks always playing people online in Smash because it's peer to peer, and no one wires their Switch in because no. they aren't gonna pay twenty dollars for a fucking USB ethernet port like i did mm-hmm. which nukio i think i gave one to him he has one for sure and when i play nukio it's fine even though he lives states away uh but when i play people online it's never for like just randos it's never fine you could play me but it's not much of a competition that's oh my god i just i need i need to find like a group of people that i can like play with in person uh, because I just, I don't think that I will ever get any better if I keep right. playing online. So it's driving me nuts, and I keep putting myself through this torturous process where I play Smash online and then get really pissed off. Yeah, because it's hard, like, at our age, hard finding, like, a group of people that are going to be dedicated to just, like, this one game. Yeah. <coughs> I don't know, man. Smash pissed me off. I do like watching Ultimate, though. I've watched a lot of it in the past week or so, which is why, like I said, why I started trying to play right. again. Because I had stopped for a long time because I got really mad uh, at one point. And I mm-hmm. used to not get mad at games like this, but it's specifically competitive games that I know I could do better at right. that I do not do better at. Like, if I lose in Street Fighter, I don't fucking care. I suck, and I probably will never get better. But for some reason, Overwatch and Smash really hit me in this specific place that just makes me want to scream. Yeah, it's weird because, like, when I play NHL, I just don't care. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've, as you know, I've played that a lot, which I did play that the last couple weeks. I guess I could have put that on the list. That has a very bad uh, system as well of yeah. like play, teams you can play because that is a very much a pay to win system. Yeah. Because like there's the card packs. Mm-hmm. So it starts out, you start at like Division 10, your goal is to make it to Division 1. Mm-hmm. When I was playing a lot, I'd make it to Division 1 almost every single time. I'd bounce around between 1 and 2, but I'd, I'd always at least make it to 1. But now that I'm starting at Division 10, I'm playing like people that are in Division 7, 8, that it's very evident that they've spent a lot of money. So they have better players than you? Uh, than yes, yeah. yes. They are incredibly faster than me (laughs) their worst player is better than my best player so like it's so my options i did the math to basically make it if i 
my options are to spend spend about 50 hours grinding and losing to get teams that I could compete with them, or I could spend a couple hundred dollars and get there. Well, yeah, why wouldn't you spend a couple hundred dollars? I, I, I'm, clearly, I'm just stupid. <laughs> so, that, so like, what I, my option is, I just, I'm not going to play it online. You okay. Know? Well, at least with Smash, it's my fault. Yes. In theory. And also the internet, I mm. will blame as well. Because fucking, when I'm trying to do the world's sickest wolf combo, because right. he's so fast... If it lags once, I can't. Because mm-hmm. in Smash, you have to react on the fly to how right. much percentage they have to whatever. Yeah, I'm totally fucked. Yeah. I can't do two hits in a row with Wolf at mm-hmm. any lag. God damn it. So upsetting. And then you watch them play on in, on stream and shit, and you see people who are good, like Zachary and Zero using Wolf, and you're like, what is my life? Mm-hmm. I will never be this good. And it's really sad. You can play single-player stuff and then just feel really Fuck good that. about yourself. I'm done with all the single-player stuff in that game. I need No, to... I, I meant just, like, any game. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, even then, mm-hmm. I bet Smash would piss me off in that scenario as well. I, I, I'm talking, like, instead of playing a competitive oh, first-person yeah, shooter. Oh, I could just do that. Which and I... I just play Far Cry, and then I'm running around shooting people and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I'm badass. I'm, like, the best person here. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Which, transitioning out of all that, yes. you played Titanfall too, the I campaign. Did. Yeah, I did. Yes. Which and, this came out a couple years ago. I have always wanted to play it because everybody says it's like the greatest campaign of all time, and I have seen clips of some of the later missions that look like the coolest things on the planet. I don't want to make it sound like hyperbole. Yeah, but this is definitely the second best uh, first-person shooter campaign I've played. Yeah. The only one that I would say is better is Doom. Okay. Which came out the same exact year. Yeah. Which I think most people were like, yeah, Doom's a little bit better. But yeah, this is an incredible first person campaign. Yeah. The just the movement options and then like there's the slide and then you can yeah, wall, wall running run. and sliding is cool. Giant right. giant robots are cool. Everything's cool. Which I didn't realize like I had never really paid too much attention to like the trailers or anything. Mm. I just knew this was a really cool campaign. And I want to say some point early last year, like somehow like codes got released for the game for free on Xbox. Yeah. So then like what Respawn did was just hike down the price digitally to $5, which then on Amazon it caused the prices to like for the used games to go down to like $5. So then I just picked the game up for $5 on Amazon. Mm. So then... And then I just kind of stuck it on my shelf and I was like, I'm going to play this at some point. <laughs> I finally decided to play it and I'm very upset with myself that I didn't play it sooner because yeah. it is incredible. Nice. Um, I I don't know if you remember on Giant Bomb, they were talking about the time warping. Yes. Uh, I didn't, I never, like I remember them talking about it, but I never quite understood how that how it works. The way it works is very cool. It's very... It's just kind of like you hit a button and then it ch- kind of warps to maybe 30 years ago and then you hit the button again and then it's like current day. Huh. So like as you're platforming, you're having to switch it between the two time periods and that, so you're bouncing off one wall and then you're switching it and bouncing off another wall and it, very well done. So I guess the way that this was made was they do a lot of rapid prototyping at Respawn. Mm-hmm. So they basically were like, hey, what do you think is cool as shit? Right. And then like just show us a prototype. Mm-hmm. And so like the Titanfall 2 campaign is basically just a thri- string of prototypes mm-hmm. that people thought were super dope. Yeah. And that's how you get a campaign that is just a string of really dope missions in a row. Yes. And a lot of them like that, that where you're, that's 
where you're just changing the time. That's just an ability that you get for just that mission. Yeah. You get different abilities depending on the mission you're doing. In the campaign, you, it's maybe like seven hours. Mm-hmm. I definitely would say, like, I know you enjoy, like, very fast movement and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You should play Doom and Titanfall 2 at some yeah. point. Um, I guess that rapid prototyping thing was also how they made Apex Legends. Mm. They were just like, I think I could do this. Right. What some guy, and they mm. were like, well, totally, it works, right. and now we can make it into a full game. Right. So I hope so much that their cool Star Wars game is just that same process where it's like, I don't know, I always thought that it would be sick if a fucking Jedi did this, and right. then you do that. Ho- hopefully that's what it's like, because if their products they put out so far are that then i hopefully going forward they continue to yes i mean what their first game was titanfall it was and that was that was weird because it was like it was only multiplayer yes and it was interesting and cool because i like obviously i think giant robots are really sweet and wall running is cool um they didn't have a campaign though like the story would unfold through weird voice messages in each match that, and it didn't really like work out for them. Also, it was an Xbox exclusive, so they say, sold yeah. way less than they could have. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. And then Titanfall Two didn't sell well because EA stuck it in between. It was in between Call of Duty and Battlefield. Yes, uh, which yeah, of course that was going to be yeah, sent yeah. out to die and do poorly at that. Yeah, because like Call of Duty came out, and then a week later Titanfall, Titanfall and then a week later it, Battlefield, yes. and it's, so it's like, well, EA cannibalize the sales of titanfall 2 with battlefield Uh, because they own both of those properties which maybe is really stupid yes um i don't know but people really like it and like it was revered and well reviewed because most first person shooters don't really get a meaningful campaign anymore no Uh, i mean like call of duty didn't this past year they just removed it. it they announced call of duty will have one next year but uh yeah, it it was just it was super well reviewed critically, mm-hmm. but then it just fell off of everyone's radar because it came out at a time when I mean it's the fall season. That's right. when all the games get dumped at the end of the year, and it's a bunch of amazing games usually. So it's like well, and that's when th- there are people hard. there are people that they only buy like Battlefield or they only buy the Call, Call of Duty, Duty yeah. where they may have considered buying Titanfall if it came out in let's say April. Yep. And, I mean, people really like the multiplayer in Titanfall right. as well, so it's it's mm-hmm. interesting. And, I mean, Apex took a lot of that movement, except for the wall running, the sliding and stuff mm-hmm. it took. Uh, Which, People yeah. seem to really like the shit out of that. So. And apparently, I guess, Titanfall kind of had an uptick because of Apex. Mm-hmm. People started buying it and playing it. Did you see that there was that hacker being a real big dick to the few people that are still playing the original Titanfall? No. I guess the one hacker was basically making it so no one could finish a game ever. Nice. <laughs> I would take that. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, there's there's only like 30, 40 people still playing the original Titanfall, and there's one person making it so they can't even finish a game. Boy. <laughs> but you enjoyed it though. Oh, quite a, quite I, a lot. You need to play Doom and Titanfall. Too. I should. Um, but what I am playing now, because it came out today, is Devil May Cry 5. And I played about 35, 40 minutes of this video game product, and I had a, such a large, stupid smile on my face. I know that I will love Devil May Cry 5 from just 30 minutes of playing mm. it. What I don't know is if people who really are huge fans of Devil May Cry as a franchise 
will like how the characters are in this game. Mm. Um, it I I have gone back and forth. There is one character in particular who is a new character. Her name is Nico. I cannot stand her. I think she's awful. Is that the chick with the glasses? Yeah, man. She's a mechanic, and she has a southern accent, which is not great. And she has a lot of tattoos. And you know what? I think tattoos are great in most scenarios. Maybe don't have your female character with a short shirt and short shorts and having her tattoos be two guns pointing at her vagina. Like, maybe don't have that. Uh, or, like, how you can kind of see her side boob and there's, like, text written on there, but you can't read all the text because it's under... It's, she's, like, the worst version of what they tried to do with DMC, where they tried to make it super edgy and, like, radical. And, like, she is the holdover from their <laughs> attempt at a reboot. And she is the worst parts of all of it, in my opinion. Maybe she gets better. Dude, I fucking hope so, because it's rough right now. Uh, but the but the other part of that is so far I've only been able to play as Nero, mm -hmm. and they definitely tried to rebrand Nero as like edgy one liner boy, uh, yeah. and like I think it's hilarious because it has a very B movie quality to it mm -hmm. that's almost like holy shit who wrote this right? Uh, whereas I think that people who used to like Devil May Cry for its more self serious natured parts will be very upset with nero as far I'm, I'm far from a devil may cry expert but as far as i understand most people are like yeah don't worry about the story too much uh i like the story of devil may cry quite okay. a bit uh personally but it also before it had a good mixture of hyper hyper serious like we're demons fighting demons right. uh, the devil sparta all this shit and it's like okay, it's really hyper-serious and there's all these sick action sequences, but also Dante's really into pizza and he kills demons because they fuck up his pizza in the beginning of Devil May Cry 3. But so far, the beginning of this game is taking that weird edge mm -hmm. tone from the reboot DMC to, like, a new height. See, I never played it. I did play a little bit of 4 recently. I wasn't really into it, so I didn't keep it going. Yeah. Nero's the one you start with. He correct? is, yes. And I he, love the first scene of that game dearly. With like the church and everything. It's so good because he's listening to Devil May Cry 3 music right. on his fucking Walkman. Uh, so that's not over the top compared to DMC? No. So, like. Okay. Okay. So, just like to me, like, four seemed like very weird and over the top. It was very weird, but that's more like from an anime perspective. Like, okay, this yes. is more. So just as an example, I played full right. 40-ish minutes. Right. The opening credits thing, like after you play a bit, is Nico is driving her van down this road filled with demons. And for some reason, there is a neon light that says Devil May Cry on the side of her mm -hmm. thing. The inside of it is decorated fucking so weird. And like there's a record player and all this crazy shit. And like... A record falls onto the record player and, like, starts spinning. And it, these demons start trying to attack them. One comes in the window. She takes her cigarette and puts it out on him, his face. And then, like, Nero jumps out the window and it goes into slow motion. And he's, like, doing all this crazy shit in slow motion of, like, shooting them in the head 
and making all these awful, awful one-liners and like pieces, shards of glass are flying everywhere that have the names of the directors on them and stuff. And like, it just goes through all this and it's hyper violent and Mm -hmm. stylized and weird with these one-liners and shit. And then he comes at the end of it all, which is like a two minute sequence of it in slow motion. He comes back in, lights her cigarette and then it just continues on. And I was like, this is what they're going for. Like Mm -hmm. that is, that is what they're trying to do. Uh, and like after that they get out and this military guy is being attacked by these demons and they say like just the dumbest mm-hmm. fucking shit to him and it's so weird and like the new character that you can play as V what the fuck I I he, he has a weird voice di- oh I was gonna say like his his combat's a very weird his gimmick. combat is very weird he is like the skinniest tall emo boy I've ever right. seen he's got a lot of tattoos and I never would have expected his voice to be the way it is. I thought it would just be like a kind of like higher pitch voice. It's like he's trying to talk like someone who smoked forever. And I'm just like, whoa. And like Dante's really old. It just like it. I think it's cool and it's really well stylized, but it has a tone mm-hmm. of humor that you will either think is kind of funny or it will just put you right off immediately right out the gate. Mm hmm. And I have a feeling that especially people I know who are big Devil May Cry fans will hate it at the jump. Um, So I'm curious because what I played, I was like, this is fucking stupid. And I'm so in and the combat feels like Devil May Cry and it feels good. uh, So I can't wait to play more. Um, But I I feel like this will be a very divisive game for people. It reviewed well critically. Uh, But I, I think that fans of the franchise will either hate it or love it. And I, I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. It, it also is just like, it is like the golden age of Capcom again, man. Yeah. I because mean, they... they shit the bed for numerous years in a row. And then like Street Fighter V was like the nightcap on that for them. Even though I liked it a lot, they really burned a lot of will that they had at that time with that game. Well, Resident Evil 7 came out before, right? 7 came out after 5. It did? Okay. Yeah. Marvel so, came out after. Yeah. Fucking. Oh, boy. If we just pretend that their fighting game division doesn't... So that that's what I think is crazy, is, like, their fighting game division is not like the rest of it. No. Because you think about it, Resident Evil 7 came out. Right. Which Resident Evil 6 was a fucking piece of garbage trash. Right. And, uh, so 7 comes out. It is new and fresh, first person. It's great. It sells a lot of copies. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Will Capcom be able to continue the trend? Yes, because they make Monster Hunter World, their best-selling game of all time. It takes their most popular franchise in Japan, broadens it to a Western audience, makes actual changes that make it more accessible, makes it better for everyone. It's great. It sells a lot. They put out the Resident Evil 2 remake, and they could have fucked that up. One of the most popular games of all time from 1998, beloved classic, but they do it right. They remake it in all the best ways. It reviews well. It sells well. F- fucking, they even made Mega Man come back with Mega Man 11. And while I don't think that sold a lot as a digital product, like, it was still a good Mega Man game and a return to form. And now they're putting out Devil May Cry 5, which, even though I liked the reboot DMC... People complained about it so much that they unrebooted the franchise and are continuing the plot right. of it before. But it's just they have so many good games coming out. Which Resident Evil Two, yeah, like that. Uh, you and I aren't into it. I um, will probably. I think I'm going to play it. So, really? Yeah. I, um, I after playing Seven, I can never play another Resident. Oh, I'll Evil. definitely play Two. I'm very excited. 1998 was my year, man. 
every game that I find to be like some of the greatest of all time came out in 1998. Hmm. So it was a good year, man. I just I. I... I can't deal with horror very well. So. Oh, I don't deal with blood very well, but in video games, it doesn't matter. No, horror whatever. for me. Oh, just horror in general? Yeah. Like, oh, that's uh, fine. I, I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, it, and it looks it looks amazing. So it can, looks can, amazing. I just, I, after playing 7, and the sh- like, I had nightmares for days. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, I couldn't go to sleep without images. I, just, I was just like, <laughs> I'm going to have to stay awake for the rest of my um, life. So, so to finish this off, Capcom is at their peak. Yes. They saw that there was an issue with the way their games were being developed, what was being done, and they completely pivoted everything they had and are now making awesome, awesome products. And each one that comes out is awesome. So now we will transition into talking about Anthem as our final part, where that is not happening with EA and their products. So, like, okay, I... What did you think about Anthem, Matt? How did you feel overall? There's just there's no hook. There's for, there's no hook. That that that's my biggest issue is like I don't really have a lot of negative things to say about it. Oh, I have a lot. But I don't have anything positive to say about it. So I just feel like it's nothing special. The shooting feels okay. It feels average, I guess. Like I have a l- pretty high tolerance for bad third-person shooters like, yeah i liked crackdown 3 manny <laughs> but it was f- that's a fine game okay i i think I like crackdown a- 3 came out and i was baffled that it was able mm-hmm. to come out in 2019 right i can see how anthem came out in 2019 mm-hmm. it fucking should not have but the thing is like i should like this so should i i like third-person shooters i in theory this game should be so fucking good and I will preface this whole conversation we're about to have with the fact that I tried, man. I tried so hard. I tried so hard to like this game. And at every turn, it thwarted my best attempts to actually like it and enjoy it, which should not be happening. Right. Like, I went into this game thinking that I probably will not like it, but I will think it is fine. <coughs> it didn't allow me to think that. It kept doing things that were just like, how is this in your game? Mm. How is this like this? How the fuck is this happening? How did you let Bioware release this? Why didn't you give them more time? Why did this? Why are these patches not even fixing the fucking issues of the game? Like so, so many things went wrong in my playthrough of Anthem that it's actually crazy. So you finished the game? I did. Okay. Yeah, because for me, I played maybe about four hours, as I said, and then I was playing it one night. And I did this one mission, and like I before I even start that, I just want to say like I hate the way the story is structured. It does not fit for a multiplayer game. The whole thing is like you're special, you're different, you're unique, and then you like at the end of the the cutscene, then there's just three other guys. So there's a group of four people just standing there. It just doesn't work for to me. There was like this huge disconnect between oh, the cutscenes. There's a lot of fucking disconnects. Yeah, but like I just want to preface that right off the bat, like. The, the story is for a single-player game, I, I thought, personally. Sure, you could say that. I'm not saying it's a good story. No, I, no, I have... Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. But then, like... So then I said... You sit through that cutscene, and then all of a sudden you're, you go do the mission, which the mission itself was just kind of like... 
fly around and get those like 12 glowing oh orbs my God, or whatever fuck the... which those are not that's not a fun mission no none of them are fun missions there's three mission types yes which i i had to get 12 of them which here's a fun thing that happened in this i got nine of those i don't know what my other teammates were doing but they were not collecting the orbs and then afterwards you know how like it counts down and it's like mission over 10 9 8 I look down at my phone for a second. I look up and I'm at the main menu and it's saying connecting to the server. So then my option is I have to do the mission over again. And at that very moment, I just shut the game off and I said, I can't play this game again. So this is real life. Mm-hmm. This is, okay. That, that's, that, that was the last experience of... I got, I got the game the day it came out for regular people. If you paid EA an absurd amount of money... For the special edition, you could play it a week early. Right. Or if you paid them $15 that month for their ridiculous Origin Prime Access service. Right. Okay? We, I got the game eight days after people had already been playing it. Right? So on that day, they had the gall to be like, well, everyone else who was having issues with it that week early, who gave us way more money than mm-hmm. you did, they, they were playing it pre-release. So we're going to give... They're complaining about all this stuff that was definitely fixed in the day one patch. Mm. Fuck that, dude. That is a that is an eight day later patch. You cannot... You can't say that, dude. Your game is not in early access. You fucking... It's been out for eight days. People were allowed to give you more money than I did right. for this product. And then they are treated like, oh no, you were just beta testing the game for seven days. Also, they got a worse... We got a bad experience. They got a worse experience. Oh, they had it. I can't even fucking believe. <laughs> I can't even imagine what the fuck that shit was like, Matt. I downloaded that game day one. Mm-hmm. 10 gig patch, all right? Yeah. Still fucking crashing. Disconnects. Nothing is good. I right. go to work the next day. I come home. There's another 10 gigabyte patch. Did I still continue to have crashes and was the game buggy as all fuck? 100%. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck, what was it like before? What yeah. could it have possibly been like? Yeah. The, the bugs that I experience in this game should never, ever, ever exist in a triple A release from a studio like Bioware. So this is an, ex- this is a, this is an example. Okay. And I, I could understand that in some cases, like maybe you'd miss an odd glitch here yeah. and there. But if it's not actually breaking the game, sometimes people will list them as known shippable bugs and they're allowed to be right. out, but then you fix them in patches, whatever. We're like a, a quarter of the way through the game. There's a mission. You go to this meeting with a princess and uh, there's a long cutscene in the middle. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know, a long cutscene. Sometimes you get bored in a long cutscene. So I, I push the trigger. I can fire my gun in this cutscene, which is a fully pre-rendered cutscene. Uh, but I can hear my gun firing. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, what happens if I do the other thing? I can hear my skills. I can hear myself flying. I can do everything. So that's weird. Mm-hmm. No way that should be able to happen. So I say to Nukio, hey, do you guys hear my gun? They do. Nukio starts shooting his gun. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm moving around. And I'm not in the cutscene anymore. And I was like, what do you mean you're not in the cutscene anymore? He's like, yeah, my screen's all black. And I can see your guys' names. Uh... But I can't see anything, and I'm flying. Uh, it says I'm overheating my jetpack. Uh, you know, whatever. You guys still in the cutscene? Yeah, because it's a fucking really long cutscene. And Justin's like, "Wow, it's weird. You guys can fire your guns. I can't fire my gun." And I was like, "Oh, that's weird. I can fire my gun." I didn't try to move though. Right. 
Justin's brother was playing with us. He did not have a mic. Uh, turns out his screen also went black because he must have tried to move in the cutscene. So we get out of the cutscene. You're in a huge firefight. We notice that it's me and Justin shooting everything. Nukio can't see. Mm-hmm. Can't fucking see anything. He can just see our names and the red dots of enemies on the radar. Justin's brother's not even moving. Mm-hmm. He dies. Uh, we like couldn't resurrect him. That, that's a bug. That's a whole separate thing. Fucking. So we do this. We do this mission. We beat that battle. It's tough because it's two people. It's right. supposed to be four. We beat that battle, and then Justin's brother's gone. He disconnects from our party. He turns off his PS4. He texts Justin and says, yeah, my game was all black, so I left. Mm. We go through the mission. We go through the whole thing. Uh, Nukio's there just jumping around, trying to survive. We beat it, uh, which took way longer than it should have, and uh, he gets out of the mission. Nukio's totally fine after that. It counts his credit. So we're trying to play through with Justin's brother. We go back into this mission. And so... We're doing it. We get to the halfway point again. Uh, Nukio figures out that the way you can cause the black screen, any cutscene in the game, I bet you can still do it. If you move and fly in the cutscene, you can break the game completely. You should not ever be able to move in a cutscene, which all it means is the cutscene is being displayed over the actual fucking gameplay. Right. That's crazy. That should not be the case. Those characters shouldn't even fucking be rendered in the background of the game. And... So he breaks it again, and I was like, are you fucking serious, man? We're going to go through this again, and we're going to be a person down. He died, or he, like, Mm. something happened, and he respawned, and it was totally fine. We go through all the way through the rest of this mission, and then Justin's brother leaves right as the countdown for the end of the mission begins, and I was like, no way. No way. (laughs) The game disconnected him from it. Yeah, yeah. He did not get credit, and we were like... I'll do that again, but, like, I don't want to fucking do this mission again. And his brother texted him back and was like, no, I'm done. I'm done with this game today. I've had enough. Mm -hmm. It's disconnecting, whatever. That shouldn't happen. No. Here's another example. We go through this really long mission. I'm at the screen to get my rewards, my experience. Instead of taking me to the rewards screen, takes me to the... I see the EA logo. I was like, what the fuck's happening? Took me back to the title screen. Mm Mm-hmm. Did I get the experience for that mission? No. No. Did I have to do that mission again? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so they have this system in place that if you get disconnected, uh, you should still be able to get the rewards. So the next time you finish a mission, you will get all of the guns that would have dropped in the previous mission. Mm. But you do not get the experience. They gave me 100 experience instead of 3,000. What? <laughs> Like, what the fuck is that? And just so many times, like, people would get disconnected from missions for no fucking possible reason. I would get connection errors in the Fort Tarsus, the, like, walk-around area, for nothing. Right. Like, it would just be like, oh, hey, connection error. You'd hit X, and it would be like, well, why why does that even fucking matter at this Mm -hmm. point? It doesn't. Take, Take all of that aside. None of that should happen. There should not be these bugs. This shit is not fun. No. Like there is no there is no hook. That's yeah. The gunplay feels not good at all. No. Every gun is the same. The you're the game is a loot shooter. Right. Or as I have seen it be called now a schluter, which is the greatest term I've ever heard. I you can go back in one of the early podcasts I did was me talking about Destiny, and it was how I really like the shooting, and I mm-hmm. think that Bungie makes killer first person shooters like i think destiny plays like a dream i i love the gunplay i think it's cool 
it was their first attempt at something like that, and it was something where it was like, I see the framework. I should love this. Right. I like Borderlands, mm-hmm. and it is that same type of thing. You're getting the loot drops, whatever. It's like the old Fantasy Star Online fan in me, right? Right. You eventually go through that, and you start getting all these cool, unique guns and armor pieces and drops, and it's like, wow, this is really cool and unique. Destiny's issue in the end was I didn't want to run the same fucking mission over and over and over again, which is what their end game was. Right. They made Destiny 2. They improved on some facets of it, but still I feel like kind of fell short. It part had a of good part, campaign. Though. Yeah, and part of that was because they weren't ele- given the time by Activision yes. to do what they wanted to do. And now I hope that they since they've broken free from Activision and obtained Destiny's IP that they can do what they originally intended with that game and like take a while longer and make the thing that they want to make and that I will probably mm-hmm. like. Did the division was the same that Ubisoft put out was the same type of game, but it also was I just didn't find it to be fun. And it was right. a third person shooter, whatever. They still made the same mistake as Destiny. There's no end game content and all, all this stuff, right? Right. How could Anthem come out years later and they learned fucking nothing from that at all? Absolutely nothing. Fucking none of the guns are different at all. Every no. single gun handles the same. Do they have higher numbers in some cases? Sure. Did you see that bug? Oh, that the level one guns are better than the end game guns yes. right now? Of course they are. Uh, yep. Fucking of course they are. Mm-hmm. Fuck uh, So, like, yeah, yeah. So, it just, like... In, in the beginning, mm-hmm. when I first played, there were no descriptors on guns. Right. So every assault rifle that I was shooting was a three-round burst. I hate three-round burst guns. Yeah. So I just stopped using assault rifles because I assumed they were all three-round burst guns. The second day, they patched in the text to describe mm-hmm. what they are, and I found out that there actually are mm-hmm. uh, fully auto assault rifles. But even then, like, they just don't... They, there's something about it. They, like, don't have enough force... They just don't feel good. Also, it has the worst shotgun I've ever used in a video game. I never use a shotgun. I've only used the marksman rifle, the assault rifle, and Mm. the fully auto pistol, the machine pistol. I exclusively used the shotgun in Titanfall, and it was very fun. (laughs) Nice. So there are four classes in this game. So, so I guess we didn't even explain what this is. It's, it's a loot shooter. You go around. It's like an RPG shooter. You shoot enemies. You get cool drops. In theory, not but in this game. The issue with the drops is, in Destiny, you get that gun and then you can use it immediately. Mm-hmm. In this game, you get the you get the drop and then you get to wait until the end of the mission to see if see it. And then you don't even get to test it out. You have no idea if you're gonna like it until you actually go into the next mission with it. It's a bad system. It's really bad. Um, and then it doesn't... They all feel the they same. They all feel the same, and they all suck. And so they, then they tried to be like, well, the emphasis is on the skill system. So the, the whole core conceit of Anthem is you are someone called a freelancer who is basically just like a dude who is in an Iron Man suit. Right. There are four types. They're called javelins. There are four javelin types. The Storm, which is what I picked, which is like a wizardy DPS mm. class or like glass cannons. There is the Titan, which is like a huge bulky dude that has a shield and they're more meant for like explosive ammo and uh, shielding teammates. There is the Interceptor, which is a tiny, small, agile guy who's mm. more focused on melee uh, and then there is the Ranger, which is like the all-around. They have like long-range uh, missiles and things like that. that which is what use. I chose. Yeah, which I, I kind of want to try that one. 
but they they have uh, I use the storm right, and so they try to say like, oh well, your skills are what you want to be using. There are all kinds of different skills, but the core of those skill systems depends on comboing. Okay, do they tell you how to combo in the game? No. Do they tell you how to do it in the tutorial section? Not really. Because I didn't even know until my third day of playing why I was comboing. And it turns out that certain skills, because you have one on L1 and R1, mm. some of them are detonators, and some of them are, uh, I can't remember what it's called, igniters or something? I don't know. I didn't get that deep. What the fuck is it? Primer. Sorry. Okay. There's a primer and a detonator. So you want to use a primer skill on the enemy, and then use the detonator one, and that's a combo. Do They, they don't even denote in the thing how that mm. works i had to figure that out on a fucking reddit post that someone posted so most people can go through that game and not even know that you can combo if you don't have two of the correct skills because right. you can act easily accidentally just have two detonators and be like man why can't i combo they have no fucking clue mm. and so i was a flying wizard boy and uh the whole game i used an ice explosion with my left hand which freezes enemies, and then I would use a fire thing that you could just kind of like shoot rapid blast or charge it and throw a huge explosion. Those would do more damage than any gun. If mm -hmm. I fully charge a fire shot now where I am a couple levels to the max level, I do like 2,000 damage. If I shoot one shot with an assault rifle, it does like 40 damage. Right. Why the fuck would I do that? Why would I ever use a gun instead of using a skill? And so the whole point of a loot shooter is to get cool loot. Yeah. Day one, one of the things they patched was too much loot was dropping. They had to tone it down. Are you fucking kidding me? In a loot shooter, when all of your guns feel exactly the same anyways? Right. Why, why would you do that? Why would you go through that trouble? But then on top of that... Like, in Destiny, at least when you're doing a raid or a high-level thing, the guns you get are all fucking unique. They feel interesting. And, and you get, like, the different armor looks different, and you can really kind of customize the way it looks. And also getting, you know, better defense. and It just... Yeah. So the thing that really drives me up the fucking wall is you go into your equipment screen, and you're like, oh, well, will I get cool things like new helmets, new armor to customize my dude? No. no. Fuck no. Why would we have that? Why would we have this menu that shows your one helmet and then a huge empty thing that shows like you should be able to have 40 more helmets? Yeah. You can't. In the base game, there was one other helmet I could buy for each class. Then there is this shop that has one set of armor that cycles out every three days. And now, as far as I have seen, it has turned around and cycled again. So did they not make new interesting armors for this thing that like could mm -hmm. be so easy to do yeah D did they are they holding it back for other content like why why are these cosmetics not there right why do i have to pay this weird random gold currency i don't use for anything else on these items what yeah it it's a very middling shockingly mediocre game i just for me, like, as I said, I have a pretty high tolerance for bad third-person shooters, and even I was just like, I don't have it in me to play this. And, like, there is no cover system? No. So, like, I was the storm, so my whole thing is I'm supposed to float in the air because right. it buffs my shield, and 
then I'm high up above. So I don't need cover in theory. But if you're ever on the ground and like shooting, Mm -hmm. it's just not, it doesn't feel good at any point. And so now I will transition over to the plot of it, which I, it makes me more upset because I think that there is a good core plot there. Mm -hmm. I think that the world they created is pretty interesting. And like that was, it used to be Bioware's core strength is that they could make interesting characters and develop like worlds that felt lived in and that were developed and had a deep lore. And this just like, why is it there? I don't get, because the whole, if you're going to give me a plot, I understand doing it in (coughs) cutscenes and missions. What I don't get is in the fort, you are you are tasked with going around and talking to all these different people and they just have pretty long conversations with you which when you're in a fucking party chat with three other people like you can't pay attention to what these people are saying well that and then and then you're like hey sorry i know you you want to get on this next mission i gotta talk to this person i gotta finish talking to this person but then like even even more than that so, so many of them you get two dialogue choices. Neither one means a goddamn no. thing, and they all go to the same thing. Why am I talking to these people? Mm. I, at first, I was doing it because I thought they would lead to missions. They don't lead to missions. They just they lead to nothing. Why am I talking to these people? And the way they dole out those conversations is fucking crazy. Like, you can talk to everyone, and then if you get, like, a foot away from someone, they'll be ready to have another conversation again. You can talk to everyone and then turn the game off and turn it back on, and everyone will have a new conversation. Like, there is no there is no rhyme or reason to right. why they have the conversations. And it's just such a fucking bummer, man, because some of them are actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, there is one thing about a spy... And I don't want to spoil it in case anyone's ever going to play Anthem. But the ending of it is really cool. And they like they make this interesting world. The whole, the whole conceit is there is an Anthem of creation that creates... It's like basically like the weird god that mm. everything spawns from. And people hear its voice and they like become crazed and weird. And they, around the Anthem there are all these storms. And there's this special weapon that people want to get. And you... You start the game by being in one of these storms and your whole team, most of them die and some of them hear the anthem and then mm-hmm. they go crazy. And it's like two years later that you're playing and the freelancers, which is the people that drive these weird Iron Man suits, they uh, have fallen off, but right. you're trying to bring them back to prominence by doing all these missions for people. And, and that's where I was kind of like, my complaint about the story is like, they're making it seem like you're you're unique, like you're the only one left. And then there's just like well, all I these mean, other... well, also the what's his fuck survives, and so did Faye. Right. So, I mean, right. there were other people, but I'm saying like they're they're narratively trying to make it seem like you're like special and different. And then after the cutscene, there's just like three other people. Just well, they also, there. I mean, there are other freelancers. They mm-hmm. just are not as prominent, right. and people don't look kindly on them because of what happened at the beginning of the game. Yes. Uh, and it's just like it creates an interesting world, and none of that, none of that. Uh, None of it fucking pans out. And it just... Like, you beat the game, and then it so abruptly ends with no real resolution. Uh, I also had the final mission break spectacularly for Mm. me. There's, like, a boss room at the beginning, and I didn't get there fast enough, apparently. And it locked me out of the room, and I couldn't get in there. Mm. And so normally, I don't know, you played for four hours, so you probably got too far behind someone, and it teleported you. 
And by too far, I mean a fucking millimeter behind someone. No, I never had that issue because, oh, cool. like, I was always the one actually going. Going to the mission? Yes. Okay. And, I, like, I went to the left because that, I mean, the game clearly tells you where to go. The rest of my team's going to the right. It's like, come on, guys. I. Okay, that's that's crazy. But yeah, I, I generally, know. if even if you're but right you behind play. someone and you can see them, yes, it still will be like, "Hey, man, you're outside the fucking mission zone, teleporting you." Mm-hmm. And it's like, I literally could reach out and touch Nukio's leg <laughs> when we're flying. Okay, there's no fucking way that I am too far behind mm-hmm. him. So in this final mission, I think like, "Oh, I'm far away. If I fucking go back to the beginning of the mission area, that'll pop up." No. Wouldn't teleport me back. And what I think is even crazy is in the day one patch, they patched it so that you wouldn't get teleported as much. What the fuck was it like before, dude? Because I was getting teleported all the time, even though I was nowhere mm-hmm. near behind these people. Yeah. And so, like, that sucks shit. Uh, I feel like you were playing with people you knew primarily, right? Only people I knew, yeah. Yeah, so I was. I played with people like I I wasn't like paying yeah, attention. and I so so you beat the game and mm-hmm. it like just abruptly ends, fucking no resolution, nothing at all. And they try to set up for some new threat, but it's like, do I give a shit? Right. Like not really. And they have laid out this roadmap for content updates to what is basically an anemic game. Like there is no real post game content. Like when the mission they gave me was play a hundred missions with randos. Uh, I was like, no, I will not be mm-hmm. accomplishing that task. Uh, yeah, I just... I, I think that they could fix this game. I think that if they actually try and work towards it and add keep adding content, that they could take feedback and mm-hmm. make it a much better game and like someday it could be cool. The problem that I have with it is I will not be that guy that comes back. Right. Like, I would like to be, but I, I probably won't. I'll probably just continue playing games that I actually know I like instead of coming back to this. But they, they need to do some fundamental changes to the way the guns are generated. I was going to say, like, I that was that's it, though. Like, they need to fundamentally change the way the guns shoot. I mean, I they can leave them the way they are as long as they have unique guns, I think. I guess. But, like, and the other big thing for me is, like, their whole gimmick of this game is that, like, the flying. Which is dope. I See, I, I'm not into flying that much. It feels so good. That's what pisses me off is, like, that, the mechanic that mm. they sold in the first place, the flying around and, like, the hovering and shit, it mm. feels awesome. Like, when you take a dive and you cool down or, like, you're floating just above the water. But there is no real reason to be doing that. Like, other than, other than to get to the mission. Well, that and other than, well, like, the diving and to, to, to cool down so you can keep flying. Yeah, but, like, that's, you never actually have to fly. That's fucking stupid. Right. The only scenario where you're flying is to get to a mission point. Or to get away from something shooting at you so you can regen your shields. Mm-hmm. Like, if you hover, your heat doesn't go up, so it doesn't matter. But there is no real reason to be flying in most cases. No. Um, and so, like, when that's the whole thing you built your game around and there's no real reason to be doing it, like, what the fuck is that? Why is it like mm-hmm. that? Um, yeah, like, 
I don't like flying in video games, and I'm not really big in, like, swimming underwater. Because I, I think it's both because, like, they're both inverted a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, even, like, the flying just wasn't... I didn't hate it. It just... It just... Uh, I think that that is by far the best mm. mechanic in the game, and they really fucking drop the ball on every possible aspect of... So, for me, personally, I was like, after four hours, I had nothing I could even say, like, I like this. There, there was literally nothing. So, like, I think that playing with people you know is actually enjoyable when okay. you're, like, calling out stuff and it's working. It's just... There are three mission types. Right. You go and you pick up those fucking orbs of light. Yes. And dump them into a thing, which you can only carry three at a time. Yes. Uh, and that sucks. There is one where you'll get there, you'll have to find something, put it into something else, uh, but you can't fly when you have the thing on you, so you have to actually just do a jumping puzzle. Uh, and then once you do that, then you have to defend the point. You have to have someone right. stand on it while hordes of enemies attack you. Or you just kill an enemy. Right. Those are the three mission types. There might be a fourth one that I'm forgetting, but th- those are it. There is no variation. No. There's no variation at all, and that's just what you do over the course of the whole thing. And, like, people will say things on your comm, and they're usually, like, you're not paying attention because you're talking to the people you're playing with. Uh, it's just such a bizarre... It's a bizarre thing for them to tell Bioware to make... As a largely single-player RPG developer. See, this is where I don't know. Is this EA or is this Bioware? We will never know. There's certainly speculation. I, I mean, it, it doesn't matter, but like, no, why, would you, end, why, why would you diverge that much from what your studio is known for? And like, right. I get it. It's not the same people that used to work at Bioware. Like, it's yeah. not the same people who made Mass Effect 2. It's not the same people who made Mass Effect 3. Sure as fuck isn't the people who made Knights of the Old Republic back in the day. But, like, when the legacy of your development studio is single-player RPGs where choice matters right. and characters are well-developed, for them to make a loot shooter where the plot is so tangential to everything and doesn't matter at all... And is not really well fleshed out, and it's certainly not meant to be in a multiplayer game. Well, why would you do that? Why would you make this game? Are there any really loot-based games that have a great story? I mean, not necessarily. I mean, the story of Destiny's fine. Well, and I'm not trying... I just... You look at Destiny, and they were... They had, like, a lot of... um, I, I can't think of the not backstory, the but fucking lore stuff like the cards in the first one, right? And which all the the, other they stuff. kept a lot of that out of the game, and you had to go to like the website, which I I kind of understand because they want they didn't want to have these lengthy cutscenes of people like just sitting around waiting. I understand why they did it, but they probably should have done a better job of putting that stuff in the game. It, it when you're creating a good story in a game like that, where it's encouraging you to play with friends. It's very difficult to do. I agree with that, but like... Because I look at like Diablo. I mean, Diablo is a fine story too. It just is... Exactly, but like people aren't worried about the story. I mean, they're there for the loot. Generally not, but I mean, they usually have... Like, I I mean, Borderlands is the same thing. Like, boy, did I think the writing and humor of Borderlands 2 is like a total Mm -hmm. shit festival. But at least like it has that. Yes. And it makes more sense. But also, especially in Borderlands, it's not taking itself like this self-serious plot where they're like really trying to develop the Mm -hmm. lore or whatever. It's just like a fun, dumb shooter experience. Like, Bioware 
really fucked up on that front because yes. they are the studio that is known for these elaborate right single player experiences so to add in all this plot that no one's going to pay attention to it's a shame because i think the world that they created is cool mm -hmm. and just the way that the story is doled out absolutely sucks ass and the fucking plot twist in the game i could see coming from a mile away like it just it's so so right. weird yeah it's kind of like monster hunter is another good example of where like there was kind of the way yeah, they, they implemented. Don't really have a plot. I mean, but they also implemented the multiplayer really poorly. Yes, Monster very, Hunter. Very poorly. Uh, and it's what I think is crazy is now in a couple weeks the Division Two is going to come out. A week. It's going to slaughter this. Like it is going. Oh. To, it seems like they took all of the right lessons from the mistakes they yes. learned with the original Division, and I think that they are going to make the way better loot shooter than Anthem is. Oh, they're cackling right now. Oh, I know. If I they... Because they know whether they made like a good game or if they've made the same mistakes. I'm going to guess they didn't, and they are probably cackling because in exactly one week, it is the 15th, which I was thinking about that today, and I was like, huh... I don't think it's a coincidence that it's coming out on the Ides of March, which we don't have to kind of get into that. Yeah. But I was like, huh, that's... Which, did you see that tweet where, like, Mexico's building the wall to keep Americans oh out? Oh, God, no. <laughs> in, uh, in, the, in the game of it, The Division? No. <laughs> They're I, really pushing the marketing uh, with that. Which, that just kind of... That's Ubisoft marketing... They push these weird angles, and then the games themselves never never actually touch on the weird political. Yes, Thanks, yeah. But I, I but have yeah. seen people tweeting about how the beta for the division is awesome, and they really like it. Yes, that did not happen with the beta of Anthem at all. Which that the fact that the beta reviewed well, and the fact that they have come out and basically said we focused on the multiplayer, and they actually the or I meant the end game. And they even like posted like all the stuff they planned for the yeah, game. Yeah, and they they it, did everything right with the division yeah. two. And like while that's not my thing, right? Like I just don't like the modern military mm -hmm. like aesthetic of that stuff. I just don't like the way it played originally. Anyways, which I, you're probably not a huge cover shooter. No, guy. I'm not. Like it, it's just it's totally not my thing. Right. Like the weird future Iron Man suit of mm -hmm. Anthem. That's totally my thing. And right. they really fucked it up. Whereas, like, The Division is going to come out. I think it's going to review super well. Yeah. And I think that people are going to love it. And, like, that sucks for Bioware, especially because, like, what is going to happen to Bioware now? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like this was some last-ditch effort to try to remain relevant for them or, like, to try to appeal to shareholders of EA or whatever the fuck happened with this thing. Like, are they going to get to make Dragon Age? Are they going to continue to support Anthem? Right. Are they going to get laid off like everyone who worked at Visceral? Like, what is going to happen to this beloved studio? It's, it's wild that this game exists in the state that it still exists now weeks after its release. Yeah, it, it's... I, I don't get it. I'm just shocked that... This isn't as bad as Fallout 76, but I'm just shocked that they didn't... EA didn't learn from Fallout 76. I think there wasn't enough time for them to learn from that. Or, like... Well, no, there so, was. So, they mean, could they, just they, delay the game. But even then, that's not going to make it better. You know what I mean? Like, they could have... That could have gotten rid of the bugs, but they're not going to be able to fucking redesign the entire way the game works in the two months or whatever. I, 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 like, it just... 
no, there I is a fundamental more... issue right. with this game that they cannot. Or maybe maybe it's time for AAA Studios to just be like, hey, this is going to be early access. Because like if this game released in early access, at least people would say like, you know what, I'll wait until the full game. I guess, yeah. It's I mean, just... there's maybe early access is the answer for some of this kind of stuff. Well, Fortnite's still in early access. It so is. That's great. Which Fortnite is free, so that's it amazing. is free. Anthem was definitely not free. No. Uh, yeah, fuck, dude. Yeah, it's. I just I was so bored playing it. Uh, if I ever had to play it alone, it was like excruciating. I could not do it. I just listened to a podcast. Because I didn't. Because I. The other thing for me is I was so far behind, and I was like, I don't want to make these guys go through these missions that they already did. Well, what's cr- what's crazy is they actually. That's one of the parts I think is okay. Like if I did a mission with you, I would get drops that are my level. Well, that I understand, but like then you're doing these old missions they don't they're all the same that's the same as the last mission dude but then like i knew you wanted to finish the game oh i definitely did i and i didn't think you'd want to keep playing nukio was was going back and doing the missions with justin and his brother whereas like there was one night where i was just like no one else is on i gotta get this game over with so i just played a bunch of missions by myself and it was excruciating right because you play with people who have no idea what the fuck they're doing and like in the game just they the, die over and over and it's mm. like i'm trying to solve this really easy puzzle and you keep fucking it up you guys can't kill this titan uh, like oh my god what difficulty did you play on hard primarily? Uh, we played on hard because normal is like not even worth playing on. right like hard is not that much harder and it gives you better loot and more experience and stuff yeah so normal was just like I, it was like you weren't even playing the game. Like, every skill I would use in normal would kill every enemy in one mm-hmm. hit, unless it was, like, a slightly stronger enemy, and then it would take three hits. I know, dude. So it was just weird. Even the battle... Right. I, I can't even imagine what the fuck easy was like. Uh, easy? I, I tried one mission with it, just out of curiosity. Yeah. It was very easy. I'm, yeah. So, like, I would love to say that I think I'm going to keep trying to play Anthem, and I might try every so often, but, like, it it just, it's such a fucking bummer, man, right. because it should be exactly the kind of thing that I like. Whereas Destiny got so close, and I feel like they're right on the precipice with Destiny 2 of what a game I would want to play and keep coming back to, right. that possibly in Destiny 3 it will be the one to push me over the edge to actually be like, yes, I really think that this is what I want it to be. I just... I, I, have, I can't stress enough how I am baffled that this game was made by Bioware. Yeah, it's... I have no, I have no idea. It's just... Uh, I'm just baffled at how... I mean, we all knew this was going to happen. We all knew this game was going to come out, and it wasn't going to learn a single thing from any other game, and it was going to make the same mistakes. It sh- that that it sh- definitely there is no excuse. There's no there's no excuse. This game came out years after mm-hmm. Destiny One. Oh, this is a 2015. Right. It's fucking four years. Like there's no there's no excuse. Right. Unless they started working on it somehow before Destiny One. And then it was too late to change anything, think, which is literally impossible. I think they started it seven years ago. Well, they should have scrapped it then. It should have been canceled. Because after Destiny came out, like, you got to at least be on par with that shit. I really think, like, this main studio 
well, I guess they worked on Dragon Age, but I think they've been working on this off and on for seven years. I think around 2012, which would have been Mass Effect 3, you right? Know, then it should have been like every other studio at EA where they cancel the games they've been working on after four years, okay? Like, they, I, I just, I don't get it. I, it's so, it makes me so sad because I, I feel like a lot of the time I'll get upset about games and then people start to think that like, oh man, like they, people just like to hate on things. Like I didn't want to dislike Anthem. I tried so hard to like this game Mm. and then it just like actively was pushing me out. No, so it fucking is just so obnoxious to me that this, Mm. it came out in the state. No, I don't like just sitting here shitting on games. I play a lot of games and I don't even talk about them on here because I just don't have anything positive to say. Yeah, it's just so not it's worth just, it. I, exactly. So, like, I mean, I can bring up a ton of games I've played the last couple months that I didn't like, but I don't want to sit here just talking about games I don't like. I'll no. Talk about it, games I do like. And what I think is awful about me playing Anthem specifically is... I am in tune enough with my own taste to know when I'm not going <coughs> to like something. And, like, I knew that I probably wasn't going to like Anthem. This is the first game that I've bought in a really long time that I hated. Like, mm. that I did not, like, that just made me upset that I bought it. Um, I'm the same way. I'm trying to think. Because, like, I really started getting into, like, playing a bunch of games. Like, yeah. Four years ago where I rented a lot of games and I've played a lot through, like, Game Pass and stuff. I think this is the first time I've actually gone out and bought a $60 product, and I couldn't even play more than 10 hours. Like, normally this is the type of game where I'll rent, and I'll be like, I don't know if I'm going to like this, I'll rent it through Gamefly, but this time I I wanted to pick it up, you know, day one, and so I could kind of play with you guys, but I just, I just couldn't play it. No. Um... Where, like, I'm looking at The Division 2, and I'm going to wait till reviews... But I, that seems like something that's going to be very much up my alley. Yeah. Which I don't expect anybody else to pick it up. But I bet Nukio will, because his cousin plays well, all those types of games. I, yeah, but like I just feel like Nukio's not working. He just bought Devil May Cry. He may not want to get division the division. Yeah, we'll see how it pans out. I'm not, regardless. Of no, I, and I don't expect you to. I will play Devil May Cry next right. week on the 15th. Mm-hmm. I will play the open world One Piece game, which... Let's just say I should have learned my lesson buying One Piece games, but this one looks all right. Yeah, this one, like... Open world and weird shit. You know how I love, like, great mobility? This has some, like, Spider-Man mobility. Yeah, but the games that they make... Oh, it's it's definitely... It's going to be too weird for me. Oh, no, I just mean they usually make bad games. Oh, yeah. But the mobility looks really good. It does, and I actually think it looks cool. I will enjoy it. And then uh, the week after that... The fuck comes out the week after that? Oh, Sekiro! I'm oh, so yeah, yeah. Shadows die twice, man. That's gonna be so sick. Mm-hmm. And so now I feel like I have to recover from my Anthem anger. So I'll be able to play Devil May Cry. It'll make me happy and feel good. I, I want to end on this to make you feel good. Yeah. I saw a Captain Marvel tweet. Did you see that movie? I did, yeah. What was your thoughts? I liked it very much. Uh, I was... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. thought it was very good. Um, I think that everybody who was upset with Brie Larson for all the stuff she said about like wanting equality and more women in movies and stuff, they can eat shit because uh, this movie's great. So. I did see some like weird controversies of some people being like, 
males are reviewing this game or reviewing this movie poorly or something and it's like overall it has like a on rotten tomatoes i think it has like an 82 percent which is fine yeah i mean like Uh, it is like marvel's first female like mainly movie which i i don't care like i I think that she is good in mm, it and i always thought that captain marvel is an interesting character more from the aspect of me reading Mm x-men where rogue literally touches carol for too long and permanently absorbs her power that's why Mm. she can fly and she sees her memories and shit when she sleeps and sometimes she like can't tell the difference between her and captain marvel which like that whole plot line is very good uh which and very good i don't i don't know like carol's always been a super cool character and it is cool to see her in this way brie larson is a good actress everybody knows that i love samuel jackson with all of my heart so the fact that he is in this movie also adds a bunch of bonus points for me personally uh it, I, I liked it a lot mm-hmm. um which not to get too deep in a marvel tangent here yeah but there's like there's captain marvel and then there's miss marvel that is like they're the same person are they because like as I'm, far as i know because there's also another one that is like middle eastern they maybe they are different in the comics, but they're yes. the same person in theory. Okay, because there's definitely one that's like I think like Miss Marvel or something like that. That I know her last name's like Khan or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. In that case, I haven't read Marvel comics in numerous yeah, years yeah. at this point, so I can't say. Which uh, at this point, I do need to see that. But I did because I've been sick. I haven't been mm. playing games. I did catch up and finally watch Ant Man. Nice. The, the I, liked, I liked Ant Man. I liked that. The Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. yeah, that was that was very well done. Uh, yes, and I tried to buy tickets for Endgame yesterday, but it's too early, and Fandango said I can't. So that's a bummer. What is Endgame? The next Avengers movie. Oh, is that what it's called? Endgame. Yeah. Oh. Twenty sixth of April. Oh, okay. Uh, it was originally supposed to be May, but they uh, pushed it up mm. for some reason. Uh, so, oh, yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I'm very excited. And so with that, we will end this podcast, which is shorter <laughs> than normal. Yes. Dang. I guess there wasn't that much news. There overall. wasn't There wasn't a lot of news, and I think we kind of didn't want to add too much because we started a couple hours later than usual. Yeah, so... Um, but next week or two weeks i always say that two weeks from now is the 50th episode which is pretty buck wild yeah that we congrats I, yeah 50 episodes man that shit's crazy i don't know i don't know yeah which will be doing something kind of special for that episode yeah so you guys will have to wait and see uh for next week In two weeks two weeks <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> oh all right before i say it again we will see you guys later. Uh, as always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the man Anna Monaguchi. Dope chiptune band, as always, check them out. And we will catch you at a later time. Peace out.